All right, all right. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Everyone's heading on in. We got a jam-packed show tonight. Malia should be here any second. Stickergate is crazy. It blew me away. I was absolutely blown away by the evidence Malia found. I wasn't expecting that over something so small. And it makes sense why Stickergate is, is and has been such a big deal in this community because it paints the picture of how the police manage these things. Oh, man. I had top chat on the entire time I was watching that. People probably thought I was ignoring them. If, uh, if I never responded to you when we were watching the premiere, it's because I had top chat on, not live chat, so... I wasn't ignoring you, I promise. I just realized that. But that's that's interesting with the census, CH. Um, so I didn't realize that they don't take account, take into account uh the student population. What I was going based off of is Steve's comments in the area. And, and to be honest, I totally should have already looked up into the census, but um, I've never I've never had a situation where it's really been like an integral part of my argument. So I'll have to check it out. I'll have to pull it up and, and see. But more than likely, Steve was just over exaggerating, you know, so. That makes total sense. But welcome, everybody. We're going to be going over a few different things tonight. And one of them I just added because of the uh, post that I posted on Reddit, which I'll wait for, for Malia to get here before we dig into the Reddit stuff. Um, but we're going to be talking about sticker gate a continued conversation to be able to answer any answer anybody's questions uh we are going to be talking about the russian connection so last week we covered papa rogers okay and today we did sticker gate both of those there is a russian connection now the obvious reason is because moscow moscow i get it um but how many people are actually using like russian imagery to push their narrative um and uh and yes kp i am actually going to be talking about the russian hacker because of that comment that was left on that post and i had never seen that before so um we will be talking about the russian hacker um and and once once i saw that comment i went digging um and it's it's really interesting if you guys are curious exactly what i'm talking about that that video uh it is on my reddit and i'll i'll post our reddit 
here, but uh, hang on. Yeah, the Reddit is just forward slash thought riot podcast or thought riot podcast, but I posted that video on here, I think. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it's super, super, super interesting. And it, it kind of blew my mind. I don't know what to think about it. Um, it's going to cause me to start digging into that angle because I don't, I don't know anything about it. I know that, uh, we've looked at some of that footage of a black SUV or a black truck. When he says truck, I'm assuming he's talking about SUV, but maybe there's a completely separate truck. I don't know. What's interesting is I have another another uh investigation angle that i've been digging into that i'm just not ready to present on yet i don't have enough evidence to make all the connections for a video um and that actually helps that along though because uh there was some weird technological issues going on in the area right around that time that uh, i i understand there was an update going on a system update but that doesn't answer so on the back end system updates look a certain way you guys you you can tell when a system's updating because it's not offline it still needs to have a network connection in order to update it still needs to have data flowing through it and that's downloading the update and installing the update and changing that back end code software things like that um, and the information that's out there during that time is uh, it, it, it doesn't look like an update. It, it looks like the best way I can explain it is it looks like an, an outside device is controlling that network, um, which, which could be nothing. It could be nothing. It, it doesn't mean I'm ready to put my tin hat on and say, hey, this was pre-planned and this was somebody doing this one thing. It, there could be some kind of other reason for it. There could be some kind of third-party um, website that the update has to go through in order to, like a, like a security site. It could be something of that nature. Um, but anyways, we're investigating that, totally getting off on a tangent. We're going to uh, touch on the 3 a.m. 911 call again and those claims that are resurfacing. I know when we first got on this, uh, when we first got on this case, we had talked a little bit about the potential of there being a 3 a.m. 911 call and just some of the details around that. Um, but for one reason or another, it's starting to surface again. We're going to talk a little bit about Reddit and um just clear a couple things up on 4chan post so um i guess i can dive into that stuff first not the reddit but let me see where malia is i thought she'd be here okay so um let's uh <clears throat> someone reaching out on reddit okay so 
Let's dig into the 4chan posts, okay? I want to be able to show you guys something. Give me one second here. Let me pull this up so uh, I can walk a few people through what to look for because what's interesting is since we've been digging into some of the 4chan topics lately again, um, at, honestly, ever since we did the 4chan part one, there's been all kinds of 4chan posts coming out and i swear half of them don't even have the verifying information on it so i want to be able to show you guys exactly what that is so that you know on your own whether it's more than likely to be trusted or not and you know if you've been watching us for a while you know that we don't want you guys to just believe us but the this verifying data and information is not our opinion it is just your way to be able to verify that post now why that's important is and this is not shots fired at anyone either let's say you wanted some really good content let's say i wanted some really good content right and i wanted to stir the pot or i wanted to get a whole bunch of views or i wanted to um be a bigger deal when it comes to the topics surrounding the idaho 4 case I could go on 4chan and be have an anonymous login and make some crazy post that ties directly to this case and post that. Then I can log out, go back in, and I can copy that post. I can snap a picture of it, and then I can use that post on a video and make it look like, hmm, who did this? How did they do it? So why that makes the 4chan original postings important is all because of the date. One is it's the same poster. You can tell by the verifiable ID. I think it's a nine. I think it's nine digits. If I'm remembering correct, I'll pull one up here. But uh, I think it's nine digits. It's all the same ID. And then the date is important because the date is before any information is released to the public. And uh, like way before it's released to the public for a few different things. And uh, they had a lot of it right. They had all of it right. Literally everything is right minus all the personal details that aren't verifiable. But everything that has to do with the crime is correct. I must have cut all these up. Hang on one second here. Most of them are overlaid with other pictures of examples. I'm trying to find one raw. Actually, you know what? I can just go directly onto 4chan and show you guys what I'm talking about. If you guys want to go on 4chan, make sure that it's 4chan.org, too. Is there a fake 4chan? Yeah.
Yeah, there is. And if you go to 4chan.com, it's a it's an adult website. So I yeah, just yeah. Not promoting that. That is not what we're talking about. Okay, let me see. All these posts are awful. Hang on. I'm probably not going to be able to find a page where I can show it, honestly. No. All right, let me just snap one of these then. Um, okay, here we go. All right, snip. This is just a random post, so hang on one second here. Okay, so if you're on 4chan or somebody's trying to show you a 4chan post, right? I just took this off of 4chan. So um, it's just a random snip, okay? This number right here is important. This is the number of the posting, and this is what makes it a verifiable 4chan post, okay? Uh, if, if somebody's trying to show you something from 4chan, make sure that there's a number, a date, or a time, and a date in this order, okay? There's also an anonymous ID that's posted on most as well that gives a rough breakdown of like their vpn location now obviously i can set my vpn to make it look like i'm in russia you know what i mean but uh it, it still gives you the ability to verify whether multiple posts are the same anonymous poster or if they've only posted one so if 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 somebody's claiming they have a 4chan post and it doesn't have this information on it and it's not a known 4chan post right a known one um, then I, I personally am not going to believe it. I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to cover it. I'm not going to do anything with it because I have no idea. It could have been posted five minutes ago. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, just so you guys know, just so you guys know, it's important because I think we have a lot of viewers that, uh, are not tech friendly or, <laughs> or not, not tech friendly, but not as up on like the technology side of things as uh, some people out there, you know what I mean? Um, so that's just a little bit of information for you guys. If, if there's any posts that come out, just, just try to identify them. And if you're curious, you can go on to 4chan.org, 4chan.org, not 4chan.com. Um, and, uh, and you can do some background search. 4chan actually had, what's it called right now? I'm having an ADHD moment. Um, Horpweb? 
Yes, yes, yes. Uh, for pleb. So you can verify stuff from years and years and years back, basically as as far back as 4chan goes, um, in in for pleb or their their search history. So, and while I was getting all that stuff, I was not able to see any of the messages. So if anybody sent anything really important, hello everybody. Send it again. I am finally here. Sorry for the delay. Okay, I don't think I see anything, but uh, if I missed a comment and it was important, shoot it over again. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Brian. Hey, Kimmy. All right, now, so many people asked about the uh reddit drama right and uh here i'm gonna share this what about us getting banned yeah a lot of people were super curious because i i mean i posted it so the way i see it is like transparency means everything right so if you're gonna make a decision how i live my life at least if you're gonna make a decision um I'm going to make it with the intention of me being okay with it being transparent. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, hey, uh, also anonymous gifted memberships. Oh, awesome. Yes, oh, actually, there we go. Anonymous Shout out. gifted 10 memberships. They gifted five earlier and five just now. Oh, no way. Yeah. I'm sorry I missed that. I apologize for that. Huge shout out. I, oh, there we go. Okay. Anonymous man coming through with 10 gifted memberships. That is incredible. Just out of nowhere. Incredible. We Total, appreciate that. Totally anonymous. Yes. <laughs> totally anonymously giving away 10 anonymous memberships. <laughs> Thank anonymously. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that. Okay, so... um here we go, Reddit, right? And I'm not even going to show the other Reddit. Uh, it, this isn't necessarily shots fired. You got to understand the Reddit we're talking about. So I made a post on YouTube talking about the subreddit of Idaho 4. Um, and, you know, that's just one of the subreddits out there. And uh, we were kicked off of it. And with with no reasoning okay zero reasoning whatsoever i can't even tell you what the reason is i have no idea whatsoever the only thing that i can assume is that it's because they don't agree with our content which is really interesting that it's it's not that we're out here i find it interesting that it's not that we're out here trying to say brian koberger is innocent even i have no idea and i'm completely open to the fact that he could be guilty if the evidence points that way but because we aren't willing to hop on the boat and say he's guilty kill him for the lack of the little bit of evidence that they have now blows me away that you kick us off. You know what I mean? It, it made me feel like I chewed on it for a while. And the more I thought about it, the more I started feeling like, uh, is that Idaho four subreddit ran by law enforcement? Because the only people that I could see taking offense to our content is law enforcement. 
I can't think of anybody else other than somebody that's trying to promote an echo chamber and you need to believe what I believe or it's wrong. You know what I mean? I mean, I think there's some some people out there that would feel a certain type of way, especially by our thumbnails and not watching the content. Yeah, our Um, thumbnails are just... uh, I'll make a really beautiful thumbnail and then Brendan will go on there and throw a bunch of conspiracy stuff on it before he posts it. Yeah. And I'm like, are you going to turn all of my thumbnails into conspiracy? Yeah. Some of them I do make them look a little conspiracy yeah, dude, on purpose. I totally but... clickbait our thumbnails. <laughs> I'm not even shy about it. Like that. I don't care. Of course I do. If we talk about that and there's a bunch of ideas around this, like, I'm going to make it clickbait. You know what I mean? Come on. I think it's super funny. But it is funny. I, I think you're onto something. I think it could be because of our thumbnails. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. But sure, you're right. I think if somebody looked at our thumbs, they would automatically be like, what are these people about? They are talking about cult stuff and Brian Koberger, then we assume that they're trying to say that Brian Koberger is 100% innocent. You know what I mean? And we aren't, we aren't at all. I have no idea if he's innocent. I don't have enough of the puzzle. I don't have enough of the picture. You know what I mean? Um, But it, that still gets me right. Because clearly they know what we're about. Our name is very clear on there on there. And to just boot us without, trying to communicate dudes come on whoever that was like so did i have shame on you guys so, so i don't know this so i'm gonna ask you did they ever flag any of our posts like take them down say hey you can't do this because of this um nobody anything said anything like that nothing nothing i never, never got so our posts never gotten take taken down or anything I, I don't know if they got taken down i don't go back and look at stuff once i put it up Oh, but like I respond to all of our alerts and I never got an alert saying from a mod, a comment uh, from whatever or a message from whatever. I don't know. I guess I could go back and look and see if there's been any issues uh, around them. But regardless, like communicate, we're here to communicate. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I would just look to see if you ever got a comment on any of our posts from a mod. Well, I'm positive we don't have any comments. 100%. Okay. okay. So then that's even that's a million times worse. The fact that they never they never even put a comment under a post like a mod a mod comment saying, "Hey, like we we don't support this or that or this is bra- that's breaking breaking the rules." Um, you know, it's I feel a lot of Reddit runs that way even if you're not in the Idaho four section of Reddit, um, where mods will be like that. I, I agree. And it's if they, problematic. They'll it's target, an issue. They'll target people uh, that they don't like. They'll absolutely do that. But, you know, it, it's just really funny because we aren't those creators that are out there trying to promote his innocence. It, we aren't that at all. So, like I said, shame on them for not reaching out and trying to communicate like, you know, grown-up human beings. I don't know who it is. Obviously, I'm not putting down the whole Idaho 4 subreddit. Whoever the mod was that made that decision, uh, it's their issue. It's their problem. Um, So, you know, I just wanted to be able to hop on here and give a shout-out to um, this subreddit right here, which has been absolutely incredible. And 
all over this subreddit, they have conversation about, you know, Brian Koberger being guilty, Brian Koberger being innocent, some of the details surrounding that, like all the topics that I that I see on here and the conversation that I see on here is aligned very similar to the ideas that we're trying to push, where I don't see people on here trying to make uh just outrageous leaping assumptions that this is what's going on here or this isn't what's going on here and this is why a lot of the questions and a lot of the commun communication is really objectively science driven trying to figure out and find out the why behind it um and i really appreciate that you know and and it sucks in a situation where the reason why I wanted to give this group a shout out is not only because they're amazing too, but because there are other groups that I don't feel like are being managed very fair, you know, uh, and, and being managed openly for open communication and open learning. Um, yeah. And I think that's important. You know, when it really sucks is when you're like, that isn't that big of a deal for me personally, being banned from that subreddit. But when it really sucks is when you have invested a lot of time into the community, which is something I dealt with a couple years ago, where I, I, I invested a ton of time into my Reddit account, into that community, like a ton. Yeah. And a new moderator joined and just didn't like me for no reason. Like, I, I never got an explanation on anything. They just didn't like me, even though everybody else there, from what I saw, was okay with me. Um, this one moderator yeah, targeted me um, and, and banned me, and I had no way of appealing the decision. I contacted every other moderator. None of them would answer me. Um, that really sucks when that happens yeah so i feel like there needs to be a way to appeal it or report that moderator for targeting you, you you would think so but i do think that reddit for whatever reason has been targeted as a way to control ideas that are going on out there now i don't want you guys to take that tin hat okay that is marketing all i'm doing is explaining marketing there uh it's been like that for years with commercials it's uh, identical to commercials but now in today's age commercials aren't what drives sales and ideas what drives sales and ideas is visibility on internet social media and platforms so um i do think that corporate america has their hands in all of these platforms and a great example of that is um the uh I'm having an ADHD moment right now. The, um, gosh, what is it? Um, the context clues so the, I can help you out. The company, <laughs> the, uh, GameStop. Okay. GameStop, GameStop and, uh, the stock market. Okay. You know, when, when the, the GameStop stock market stuff went on where you had people that had like, 50,000 had like $50,000, not even that much, dude, like $500 or $5,000 shorted into the GameStop stock and uh, it exploded. They short squeezed it in a way that like has never been done before, costing corporate America dudes and companies billions, literally billions and billions of dollars. And uh, when that happened, the the reddit the subreddit 
that was help put helping push that narrative um got taken over and all of a sudden all these posts started getting flagged all of a sudden all these um all all these suggestions on what to do and how to do it in the stock That's market messed up. it is it's so Look, messed up ashley ashley had money in it no i did too i made a lot of money in it yeah. um but <laughs> yeah uh yeah so that is a, a key example right now now take that and transition it over to a uh hmm. what no way one of the i know who that is one of the commenters on the post was someone that we banned from here that's super funny and i know um, i know get a clue got banned from reddit and lost a ton of work that he did so before he had his sub stack he had a reddit yeah we and he got banned we can post that because look i'm i already did we try and be very transparent and honest you guys we do not ever ban people unless you're being a bully and offending our viewers you when can you're say, mistreating people that's the issue yeah you can say anything you want to me there is no amount of words out there in any way that you're going to put them that can hurt my feelings that is a promise there is no topic out there that you could ever talk about that's going to hurt my feelings but we run a community where if you're putting down or being rude to somebody else that's one of our viewers and a part of the community, they can't do anything except block you, okay? Now, that doesn't correct the behavior of that person doing that, and we have to prevent it happening again. So the only way to, to do that is to ban certain people. And what's interesting is out of all the thousands of people that we have that watch us, um, there's only two that are banned. No, it's not. It's not him. I'm not going to say that name, but it's not him. No. Um. So the uh. No, it's not two. I think it's like five. I think I've. I think I've banned like five total people. Oh. I. I could go back okay. and look at the list. I just figured out we had a list like a week ago. You know, some of the stuff we're still learning, but um, that is the only thing that will get you banned is if you target another viewer or member of the community um so other than that dude bring bring all the ideas because i i'm ex accepting of everything literally everything i am accepting of all uh religion i am accepting of all teaching i am accepting of all everything and i'm i know malia is too uh there is nothing that is going to be brought up that's going to make me feel some type of way about it the only the only thing that would make me change my opinion mind views it's science is science let's look at the facts let's let's look at them objectively let's look at how we could have got from point a to point b uh you know it, it, in a logical fashion regardless of whatever the topic is we're talking about so yeah yeah i'm pretty positive i know who it is just but you know the people that we've banned were either causing a lot of problems to where it was like a, a real issue like a real issue like had yeah. to change the way we did things here um or they were just bullying people you know That's idiots we would never call you guys idiots look i i know nothing you guys i i think 99% of our community is way smarter than I am. Um, I 
just because I'm in front of a camera does not mean I'm smart. <laughs> so I learn way more from you guys than than I ever knew. So um, no, I don't. Who I don't that? think that. Uh, I don't think that could ever be the case. I don't think. I don't do that in my real life, you guys. I I just don't put people down in that manner. So that just wouldn't happen from us. That that would never happen. Even if you come on here and you're like, yo, Brendan, you don't know what you're talking about. You're full of it. I don't know how you came to that conclusion. Get out of here, you know. Um, it, I'll laugh about it. Okay, cool. Let's figure it out, you know. But... Yeah, anyways, on that big, long rant, uh, oh, super sticker, all right, Tammy, we appreciate that. Yeah, I don't see an idiot comment either. I don't know what you're talking about, Brendan. <laughs> Somebody said something about at least you don't call us idiots. Oh, and yes, thank you, Tammy, so much. Um, yeah, that's incredible. Very we appreciate cute sticker. That. Uh, but yeah, th that's why I'm in front of a camera, because I know how to sell. <laughs> exactly. That's super funny. Um, but yeah, you guys. So if you're on Reddit and you want to have good, transparent, open, objective conversation about the Idaho 4 case, uh, I highly suggest you join this this subreddit here. Um, you know, I, again, I'm never going to put somebody down. Whoever that was in the Idaho 4 subreddit, like, you know who you are. You're the one that has to live with it. Shame on you. I'm not going to break a sweat over it. It doesn't change anything, you know? Um, I Reddit is one of the platforms where we have the fewest amount of followers, meaning we're getting tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of views on all these other podcast platforms. And, uh, Reddit is just very small. So shame on them. They're the ones that have to deal with it. You know, it's your karma. It's, it's, it's on you. It doesn't, it doesn't make me sweat at all, but, uh, I, I'm not going to put down that whole group. I just think that I want to promote a group that is going to promote, uh, learning, education, facts, objectivity. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So evidence Brian, leading Brian Coburn. Brian Kober, <laughs> Brian Koberger Moscow is a great subreddit. Um, and shout out to Marietta. Yes, thank you, Marietta. All right, that's awesome. Okay, so what was the other topic that we were going to cover in here? Let me see. Um, so I was waiting for you to come to cover uh, the Reddit stuff. Check. We covered the 4chan stuff. Check. Uh, okay, now we can get into the sticker gate stuff um so, so did you guys watch the premiere because if you yeah. did you would i mean some people have not and that's okay uh but for a rundown we covered um or i covered uh sticker gate the just a quick rundown of what happened what it is why it happened which was um essentially a covid mask protest by christ church in moscow um, the pastor is Doug Wilson, who is a very controversial figure. He wants to so make funny. Moscow like a Christian town. They have been accused of being a cult, um, but they did a, a psalm sing uh, where they went out during COVID times. I think it was like 2020. Pretty sure it was like 2020, 2021. Um, I'm trying to remember, but they went and did one. And 
they multiple people, I think it was four, got arrested, include somebody who was running for office in Moscow. Um, and then after that, um, Nate Wilson, Doug, the pastor's son, had printer stickers printed, which were these Soviet Moscow enforced because we care. And it was obviously making a mockery of Moscow, the town like Soviet Moscow, Russia, um, as like being fascist, authoritarian. Um, and they put enforced because we care at the bottom because Moscow at the time had put out this um, advertisement with masks on it saying enforced because we care. We're enforcing the mask because we care. The the mask um, ordinance in Moscow, it was one of the only places in Idaho that had one. The rest of the state pretty much didn't have them. Um, they weren't hit super hard by the pandemic mm -hmm. like a lot of the other U.S., at least according to Doug Wilson. Um, but... Yeah. So then they had he had those printed. Nate had them printed and him and his son. Well, it's actually his sons that went around putting them on light poles one night, um, like just random poles around town, which are already covered in stickers. OK, <laughs> like these are not clean, barren poles, like spotless poles. Yeah. There's stickers all Here. over them. Um on the thumbnail, I thought I had one up actually. On here. the thumbnail, you can see an example. Yeah, there's some Look examples. Um, like, they're covered all over. Uh, but they get in trouble. They get pulled. They get detained. Get put in cuffs. Um, and it talked to. And then uh, Nate, their father, comes and picks them up, and um, talks to the police. They go home, and they they think that's the end of it. Well, they get a letter uh, a week later or get served that they are going to be prosecuted for the stickers. And so is their dad for printing the stickers. And this is continuing till now. Like the people who got arrested in the original Somsing, they um, filed a federal lawsuit, which I believe settled out of court this year. And then this sticker gate thing, they just keep appealing it to a higher court. And the funny thing is it's, I think Doug Wilson is right in his assertion that it's a completely false prosecution. Yeah. What they did is not against the law at yeah. all. Their, their sticker ordinance in Moscow is against advertising, um, and politic, like political stickers. You can't, put anything that's advertising a product or involving politics. Other than that, you want to put band stickers, you want to put what whatever you want, you can. Yeah, um, that's so right on the line. Anything, I, anything. I would have social justice warrior that topic, man. If I was yeah. an attorney, that's the direction I would have gone, is I would have said I was singled out because, you know, something. Well, the issue really is, is that each time, like each time crazy. this, each time this church was critical of Moscow, their government, they got in trouble. And the reason those four people got arrested originally at the Psalm Sing was because they wandered outside of their little six foot apart dots. They got arrested. Yeah, I have, I have uh, pictures of that too. Hang on. I, I was able to find pictures of all that stuff. Of yeah, the, there's the videos. Mm -hmm. Okay, so these are the dots right here, you guys. You can see a dot there. You can see a dot there. There's another dot over here. I think I have another picture of dots, too. Um, no. 
no. That might be it, actually. Maybe it's later in the video. I don't know. Maybe people were picking them up even. I'm not sure. But you can clearly see the dots there. Yeah. Different colors. So I I went over a rundown of what Stickergate was, like, like I just did. But then... I started digging into the church a little bit. And yes, Doug Wilson and that church, they have a ton of controversies. Controversies. You can, you can look into that. Um, I didn't feel comfortable going super deep into those because a lot of them are incredibly political. Um, you know, they are, I guess you could call like conservative uh, extremists, uh, essentially. And, you know, he said a lot of things like about burning or hanging teachers, burning schools, like all kinds of really okay. controversial stuff. Um, but I ended up finding out that Rosendahl, Nathaniel Rosendahl, the cop we saw that was going around, you know, the home acting like they knocked on the door, but they never did. And then, you know, taking pictures of Kaylee's ID, he literally grew up in this church and in their school called Logos School. Yeah, so a And so did connection. his whole family, his entire family. They moved from, I believe, Indiana uh, when his brother was like, they were both in high school or, you know, I think Nathaniel might have been a little bit younger. He might have been like a freshman in high school and his, his brother was like, you know, um, I don't know, a senior, maybe a junior. Um, but and then his sister grew up in it and their whole family went to that school, were a part of that group. Um, and I found, you know, their magazine, their school magazine. And I found, you know, pictures of him, his senior statement, all of that. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. It's an interesting background because one profile of a suspect for this specific tragedy, the Idaho 4 massacre, um, is somebody who hates women. Somebody who detests women who are liberated, we shall say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who, to, just to be clear, you're not trying to make the connection that it's necessarily somebody no. that's tied to this church or it's necessarily the police officer, but you are making the connection that locally there is some uh, evidence of this idea going on so it makes sense that it could be someone local yeah i thought it you was know? was interesting the, though i'm not pointing fingers at anybody uh but it was interesting to find that out about him and that there's some kind of connection between that church and the police but stickergate also kind of contradicts that connection because if that church had could pull weight in the local government and the police then stickergate would have never happened it would have never happened. No. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I I agree with you. And uh, it it's it is interesting. The whole thing is interesting, and I don't know how to fear feel about it because there is a very clear, obvious police connection here when talking about Stickergate with Rosendahl, um, who is you know buddy buddy to the area, but at the same time, like. The police are completely and totally unwilling to back off this ridiculous charge. Like, it's not, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, but I don't think it's actually the police's fault 
I think we have character analysis in here. Hello, hello. Oh, yeah. Shout out. Welcome. Yeah. Yes. And I I love your content. If you guys haven't checked out character analysis, definitely go do it. She made a couple response videos to us recently. Um, and she is very intelligent. Um, yeah, really, really good great. intellectual commentary, critical thinking, um, and super respectful. Like I feel like our back and forth has been super awesome. Um, and yeah, I've enjoyed it. So thank Which you. Which is how it should be. Yeah. When you have somebody out there that has a different idea than you. And what's funny is we we're just talking about this earlier, right? I personally believe anything can be talked about. Literally anything, any topic in any way, as long as it's done respectfully, you can respect someone as a person and say, hey, look, I don't agree with that. L let me share why I don't agree with that, you know, and you can be BFFs even, you know what I mean? And, and respectfully disagree. Um, and it, it's just incredible. It's incredible. It's a great example of how I feel like we need to try and move the true crime community forward into because multiple great minds together are going to get so much more done than, you know, all separate. So exactly. And yeah, she has beautiful curls obsessed <laughs> with her curls. I know your hair is amazing. It that is was so, so funny amazing. on the video uh, <laughs> yeah. where she was like, what was it? I need to move my curls because I know you guys will say something about it or whatever. Yeah. You guys are so bothered by my curls, but they're awesome. But yeah, I don't know how anybody could be bothered by that hair. It's amazing. Yes, uh, Kimmy in the chat. She is a huge fan of yours, if you didn't already know. Yes. Oh, Jeff, too. Jeff, yes, I did yes. see a comment by you under uh, one of her videos. Yeah. Yeah, incredible. Make sure you guys check her out. So Yeah, no um, problem at all. One, one question that I had that uh, popped up was... Um, when you were digging into this, did you happen to see anywhere how long Rosendahl's been in the police force? Oh. Um, we, you don't have to go searching for it. It's, no, it's that not picture, that important. I was just curious. That, oh, right here. Duh. That picture. Right? Oh, no. There was well, a welcome, at, I thought. 2022 is the welcome. That's their welcome. Oh, the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's right here. So it says, please join us in congratulating can't read don't you have the picture you can like pull it up in a separate window i don't know i i keep when i'm editing i have so many pictures uh please join us in congratulating officer rosendahl on completing his field training program and moving to solo patrol today officer rosendahl is a moscow native who spent two years as a law enforcement officer in Bellingham, Washington, before deciding he wanted to come home to Moscow and transferred to our department. We are excited to have him on our team. Welcome to the MPD, Officer Rosendahl. Okay. So what, he had just rejoined the force July 2022? Yep. Interesting. It says that his field training program and moving to solo patrol. Wait. So if you that, okay, it must be because he, 
is moving from a different state, different state. Didn't they say Washington? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it says he had already been a, a, a police officer in Washington. So the, the only reason why I could think you would have to go through a training program again is because when you transfer from state to state, there's going to be different rules, policies, regulations and things of that nature. So it makes sense you would have to go through training again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, he was a Marine. And what's interesting is Moscow, uh, I don't know if it's intentional, you guys, I have no idea, but literally everybody has been in the military in Moscow PD. So I don't know if it, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we, I don't know how involved Rosendahl was in this investigation. Do you? I mean, yeah, Rosendahl, he, he wasn't, a lead role, but he was part of many in, uh, interrogations, uh, conversations, whatever you want to call it. And uh, and I forget all the details, but yeah, he, I mean, he was. I'm sure all of most of the police officers in Moscow were on the case um, because oh, yeah. they are such a small police force in a small town. So I'm sure most of them were. Um, I'm sure they in were all some form or fashion. in some form were all working on the case together because it was a big deal. Um, you know, I don't I, I'm curious how many police officers were a part of that church. Like I said, though, the only thing that really makes me feel like it's not necessarily a factor other than the general culture um, is that. I feel like Stickergate couldn't have happened if that church had big ties in local government. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Like they would have like if I mean, because the police, the police officers that arrested them and then arrested the two boys and the dad for making the stickers like they were they were offended by them. And, you know, I think the carrying of this prosecution at this point is no longer has anything to do with the cops now all in the local government's hands it's it's not it's not about the cops anymore like they may have made the initial mistake of being too domineering or controlling um but now it's all up to the prosecutor and the judges in this area yeah yeah no i i agree and uh, it's too much to go through right now, Ashley, because uh, I was planning on doing that. I know I said I was going to do that, but it's a lot and I need to create a new account for Discord to be able to walk every walk people through it. So the link I just posted you guys is a really it has a ton of views on a beginner's guide to Discord. OK, so. I would suggest saving that if you want to be a part of our Discord. Uh, it, we've been growing, and it's incredible. And there are a whole bunch of good conversations that have been happening lately. So um, it, if you want to continue the conversation and you really like this chat feel, like how this chat feels, it is that's what Discord is at all times, right? Um, so I am going to post the discord link again. We have all types of creators and community members in there. Uh, we have multiple larger creators actually in there as well. So, um, it's hop a, in here and yeah. it's a good place to collaborate. Good place to, you know, run ideas. We have a general chat and, um, you know, it's general. Yep. And then I would suggest stopping by the welcome and the rules uh, or laws to ab abide by, as I 
titled it. Um, also, the investigation cases tab, I think, is important if you want to give a source to something yes. and have it not get lost. But people can still comment under it. It's more of a forum where you can put a post and then people can comment under that post. Um, and there's also a creator tab where creators can promote themselves or you, yes. the viewers, can promote creators that you like or videos um, yep. that you suggest people to watch. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, for all the new people out there, we want to be a positive addition to true crime in general. So, you know, there's a lot of creators out there that uh, don't want to talk about other creators, AKA competition. Um, we aren't going to do that. We'll talk about everybody and anybody, um, to help everybody and anybody out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, that is the link. You guys, the invite link. You there. can you. I believe you can use discord in the browser, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You yep. can. Absolutely. Absolutely. So going back to the uh, Papa Rogers and Stickergate, uh, does anyone have any major questions around that? One thing that I do want to bring up is we highlighted, we recently highlighted the Papa Rogers topic, okay? And yep. I want to bring this up. And, and this is something that wasn't added on here. Somebody actually left a comment about this and i don't think you've seen it but um so i'll give a brief rundown okay and then in our discord i will post the link and actually on reddit it's posted on our channel but so there's a russian connection when it comes to sticker gate right yeah what did someone say that that's sideways no i just saw it and it bothered me but it's his little picture he put up back there yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Why is it like that? What do you mean? You don't notice that? No, it's just my skateboard and picture. Okay, um, go. I have a I have a pretty cool dog picture too we could put up. Um So there is a Moscow connect uh, there's a a Russian connection to Papa Roger. Papa Roger it w is wearing a Russian uniform. I should have pulled that up. Hang on one second, you guys, just so. Okay. There we go, right here, right? Papa Roger is wearing a Russian uniform. Uh, I'm going to pull up a better picture. Hang on. You know, you could tiny. just use the finder to, like, search your Papa Roger thumbnail and pull it up. <laughs> okay, there we go. Papa Roger. This was, if you didn't watch that video, this is the picture, the profile picture of Papa Roger, okay? This is a Russian uniform from, what was it? Was it 60s to 70s? Yeah. You, 60s yeah. to 70s? Yeah. Um, Russian military uniform. Interesting, right? There were a lot of people out there that 
just from basic research, when I was looking stuff up around Papa Roger, who were trying to say that this was a Marine uniform from like the 30s or 40s, it is not. There are, this isn't a real good quality picture, but there's stars right here that are the Russian star. And the Russian uniform had this star specifically on the hat, the way that the uh, shoulder bands, I guess you could call it, are rolled like that with two different sizes that these are things and and a different color these are things that were never on us uniforms so they they just don't they just don't match it's impossible for it to be a, a marine uniform now when it comes to sticker gate going back here The obvious Russian connection, right? And uh, did you ever see the big drawing they did on the ground? Mm -hmm. Did you see the big drawing they did on the ground? Yeah. I'm shocked. I <laughs> did. super funny. They wanted so, to see how long it would stay there. I watched the video of the two guys from the church who drew that um and that drew it there they they put it out front of the courthouse steps i think mm -hmm. um and they wanted to see how long it would stay there they said because no political talk here but this is outside the court steps yeah so oh, so, so they did it because uh back when black live Mar black live matters was going yep. off there was a chalk drawing there in that exact same spot and they left it there until the weather washed it away sure and they wanted to see if they would leave this there sure <laughs> well the next morning it got no scrubbed way. off they, they literally had a video of a guy out there scrubbing it like a janitor so to to be fair though i think that's ego right because it is ego the police clearly know that this is about them. Yep. This is about them. This is what these stickers are about. Now, what's interesting is you we've said this multiple times. And if you're new here, um, there are two different types of videos out there of Moscow police, you guys. So. And Jeff, I believe you're right about uh, the artist being Yizu from um, 2000, uh, 2013 blog yeah. or something like Wor that. World War II uh, Russian uniform. It it could be, you guys. I it, What I was looking at was a lineup of all the Russian uniforms. So uh, in that lineup, they're going to have different variations of them. You got to be able to like identify like the the leather shoulder strap and the placement of the star buttons and things like that so i believe it's 60 to 70 um and yes we appreciate that that subscribe subscription mary marion marion and bays where right oh. here um so i totally don't remember where i was at in my conversation but it was still Soviet Russia, though. I did see somebody ask that. Yeah, yep. it was definitely Soviet Russia. Yeah. Yep. In the 60s mm -hmm. and 70s. It didn't dissolve until the 90s. Yeah. But uh, OK, so just going back to my original statement is so we have a Russian connection to Stickergate, right? Now, there are there's an obvious reason here, too, right? The town is called Moscow, spelt the same way as Moscow. Exactly. And we can't pretend that's not the obvious connection. I, I understand that that's obvious, but 
like somebody said in here, this is a red state, okay? And red states tend to be very serious about their pride in the U.S. and their governments and local governments. And, uh, and it's important to identify that even though there is that obvious connection, it doesn't mean that you're going to have everybody making that obvious connection there, right? What did I say? I don't know what you said. <laughs> Maybe that you forgot what you were saying. Yeah. yeah oh, gosh. I... It's been like this my whole life, you guys. It's just my ADHD. Yeah, that's exactly. Jeff, you are quoting exactly. I have it pulled up on my computer. Um, Yizu made a photorealistic portrait of an unknown old soldier, and here's what he wanted to achieve. In this piece, I tried to achieve photograph effect and to learn some lighting and hair techniques. The reference is some image from the net. Hmm? It's the reference is some image from the net. Right. So they do you want me to send you it. this link? Well, I think they edited it essentially with like Photoshop. Okay. That. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to send this to you? Yeah, you can send it to me. Okay. You can send it to me. So that means that they didn't create it. Uh, the reference is an image from the internet. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a reference image is of a real person, maybe. Yeah, I I don't think that's good evidence. It could be that, but I, I don't think it's Brian Koberger either, you guys. I don't, even though the similarities are pretty incredible. And... Uh, I got to give it to them for that. It, they're really, really incredible. When you put them side by side like that, it, it's it's funny how much they look alike. I but, don't think it was ever intended to look like him, though. Yeah, and it might not have. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but regardless, it's funny how much it does look like them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but it, it could be, who knows, you know, I, what would be important to prove the Yizu details is the date, right? When did Yizu make this specific? Well, this blog is from 2013. Okay. So. So I sent you the article. You should that have it. That blog now. is from 2013. Now, you know what else is interesting here? again, because we got to be transparent with everything, is, you know, there was a video that came out recently. Not recently. I'm sorry. Not recently. That uh, that said Brian Koberger had an Asian girlfriend. Well, this is an Asian girl. Um, that's who Yizu is. I just sent you some information about her in a reply to that email. Okay. I, I don't see it. Where is it? Go way down. You got to go way down. You you'll get to I'm it. I'm not gonna show all these. Yeah, keep going. You'll you'll see it. Hit X at the bottom. That'll go away. Yep, there you go. And I just sent you info on her in a reply. So okay, so soldier software use 3ds Max ZBrush Photoshop V-Ray. Interesting. Interesting. 
Yeah, she listed all her softwares. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. I wish she would have linked to the original picture. I mean, I wish that she would have said what date this was. Just because this big long thread is from 2013 does not mean that this is. Hmm? You said this is from 2013? That does not yeah. mean that this is. I mean, no. A thread she can be from 2013, but you updated it yesterday, and it's going to show that the thread is from 2013, even though you updated it yesterday. So. Yeah. We can reach out to her and see when, where, how, and why. Um, but it's interesting. It's interesting for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll send her a message. So there's that Russian connection. Now, here is the other one. And this is what I'm going to give the rundown on that I was just talking to you about is mm -hmm. the uh, Russian hacker. Have you heard, the, heard about the Russian hacker yet? Not really. You haven't? No. Okay. What about the Russian hacker? Okay, so this is on our Reddit, you guys. All right. And this is really interesting. Okay. So shout out to the person that brought this up to me. Um, long jumping C1173 uh, left a comment on that post that I just showed everyone a little bit ago in the R Brian Koberger Moscow Reddit. Now, what happened on this video here that's six minutes long is a Russian person called into this live stream, okay? And this Russian person says that Brian Koberger is the guy, and they have evidence that Brian Koberger is the guy. Now, this is dated, so it, it, it makes me not sure about all the details about it because he goes on to say that he gave police Brian Koberger's information and that a car that was involved in the crime is a black truck. The only thing that I can think of is a black truck could mean black SUV. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because they're Russian. Do they have yep. a very thick accent? Um, yes. Okay, so they could definitely confuse truck and SUV. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and uh and I thought it was very interesting. Um, it, it makes me wish I could reach out to this person and and talk to him with my knowledge of technology. Um, because he, the guy that he was talking to clearly didn't know much about technology. And this Russian hacker is essentially, he doesn't say this exactly, but I under, I, from how I understand it, this is what I believe he's saying, is that what they do is they'll get online and they'll try and help the police out, right? And and when you're a hacker, you're you're already doing some illegal stuff, probably, depending on mm. if you're a white hat hacker or black hat hacker. Right. For those of you that don't know, white hat hacker means that you're uh, you're a legal hacker. You help hack things legally for your government, for companies, for, you know, all the legal aspects, trying to find holes in security systems and things like that to help fix them. Then you have the black hat hacker, which is um, 
doing more illegal things that is uh, self-serving and out to help themselves using their trade and skill. Um, so this, based on what he's saying, this sounded like white hat hacking. These guys are trying to help the police in finding, you know, criminals that, that did something like this. And what he says is that he uses back doors and I can only assume he's talking about applications. Uh, he uses back doors into applications to locate a person with their phone. Sounds like what I, I just talked I about. Exactly I what I there's a video coming out, you guys, and it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> so don't, don't stay tuned. Yeah, I'm, don't not, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I thought of that exactly. And and what's interesting is the dude might not even be a hacker, then he might just have an understanding of some of these other companies. And you know what's yeah, interesting? Yeah, because that's not hacking. No. And you know what's interesting is when you change your VPN to another country like Russia, you have a whole list of companies and uh, inter places of the internet to find inf information that aren't so obviously out there on places like Google, Yahoo, DuckDuckGo, things like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so could this be real? I don't know. Maybe. What's interesting is he says that he believed this black truck to possibly be a lookout, but it could also just be a coincidence. Um, but he said, focus on the black truck. We saw this black truck in the area at these weird times um, where we felt like it mattered. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the I wish I could just play this on here, you guys. Well, we just um, had some people in the chat saying that um, a black truck was speeding by on band in the band field body cam footage. Yeah, interesting. That's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. And J Ray said the neighbor had a black truck. Yeah. One of the neighbors. Oh, oh, actually, he said that. So this guy says, "Well, di didn't the roommates have?" A black truck and he said yeah two so there's two black trucks that he's talking about or following um so what could this mean i don't know but there's a few things that we're missing here right so he said that a week before brian koberger was arrested him and his friends and or team got all the evidence and submitted it to law enforcement okay now um I wish I could hear this whole video, but um, because the Russian never actually says Brian Koberger, but the video says he's talking about Brian Koberger. So um, Dylan's boyfriend has a black truck. That's interesting. He I does. Mean, I didn't know that. He but, does. Hmm. Um, yeah, okay, that's that's on. the boyfriend. Yeah, I didn't know that. He's the one who made videos trying to prove he wasn't in Moscow. And did they flop or something? Did they People fail? were like, why is he doing that? That's super weird. Why would you make videos trying to prove you weren't in Moscow? Huh. Yeah, I, I don't know. But this is interesting. But like, like I was saying, though, it missed a couple points, okay? Let, let's just pretend this story's real. 
Let's say that the police had no idea who the perpetrator was, who the suspect was. And this hacker and his team of people went and they figured out information that was incredible. It doesn't matter how they got it, right? And they submitted this information. Now, would the police feel confident coming out with information saying, hey, we got all this information from an anonymous source and it checks out? Hmm. Could that be the reason for some of this parallel construction? Oh, because they got it from a Russian hacker? Uh-huh. That would be wild. <laughs> that would be crazy. That a Russian hacker helps Moscow, Idaho. <laughs> My Dude, I know. That's ridiculous. It makes me wonder if they wanted to help because it's named Moscow. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Um, but Mike Applegate is the one who suggested we look into parallel construction. And I believe a hundred percent that's go case is nuts. It's that's what's going on here. Yeah. That is a hundred percent going on here. Um, and even if it if it looks like that could be what's causing us to be like, why is this case so jacked up? Like all of us people who um, you know, see those red flags and are are you know thinking through it and like, why this? Why that? That could be the singular reason why it's making, you know, uh, our red flag meter go off the radar, you know, is because they are hiding something. <laughs> and that is their original source of yeah. the lead to Brian Koberger, which then everything after that, you know, we're going to see holes in it. And he could, they could have got a lead that was so incredible and know for a fact that it was Brian, but because their investigation um, is, you know, I don't think parallel construction is right. You guys, I just don't, I think that it's wrong. I think that if they have collected evidence, Agreed. you as the defendant have the right to see the totality of that evidence, even if it's not admissible in court. I agree. Um, so I, I don't agree with it whatsoever. Um, but I think that's what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with it, it, it w with you. And what's interesting is while I'm sitting here thinking of this, um, the one thing that I keep going back to is, okay, so what is some reasons why they wouldn't want to be honest about this? Um, and you know, look mm -hmm. in court, we are judged by our peers, a group of our peers, okay? Yep. Normal, average, everyday citizens, meaning you're not talking to some mega educated intellectual that's directly out of academia. You're, you're talking to normal people, right? So why is there this parallel construction idea that's okay when Normal people just want and expect truth. I can't think of a single topic out there, including this one, where if I was part of a case, mm -hmm. I would be offended or feel like, oh, we can't trust none of this. If I had a prosecutor and I am a jury member and I'm sitting on that bench and this prosecutor says, look, uh, jury, court, judge, defendant, whatever. Um, we didn't, we were having trouble getting leads from any direction. There was nothing. There was no evidence left at the scene, very little evidence left at the scene, except for this knife sheath. And, um, you know, we were having trouble making a connection from the DNA on the knife sheath. And one day I come in to our tip email and we have 
all this information and all this information is pointing to Brian Koberger. And this information was submitted to us from what we could tell to be somebody outside of this country. Um, so what we did is we looked into this evidence and information and we started doing our job to verify and validate that information to find out if it's trustworthy, if it's real, if it's something that can be relied upon in court. And we're here to tell you that we have verified every single piece of this information that has been sent unto, into us from somebody outside of the country. Um, and it's real. So for us, it doesn't matter where this information and lead came from, but we verified it and can prove it's real. Like, is that really such a big issue? If I was a jury member sitting in court, I would be like, okay, great job, police. Like, get it done. Right. I, I don't think that they need to hide it. And I, I saw that, you know, um, A.R. Hayes said that, um, you're not entitled to see all of it, only what's being used in court. But I don't agree with that. Um, I think you should be able to see everything that points towards you. The defendant. Like, yeah. or the investigation. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I think they should be able to see the entire investigation start to end. Okay? I, I agree. Because the defense has to look through that and see if there were any other leads into other people. Um, and if... I mean, I feel like when you go... Like, okay, for example... When you dig into the Delphi case, you see so many other people other than Richard Allen that had means, opportunity, and what's the other one? Motive. Yep. Like, they had all of it. Yeah. Like, Ron Logan. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree He's, with you and understand, and I feel exactly the same, that they're... In, in the Delphi case, there's a lot of weird stuff going you on. You literally have admission of guilt from somebody. Yeah. But then yeah. you go and get somebody who you lost their statement, claimed they were there, literally came to you to offer. <laughs> offer. I don't know if this is real. Offer plumbing. information. I have no idea. But uh, no, we don't. We don't know if it's real. Yeah. Um, but I don't. Interesting. I don't think that's impossible no 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 it, it is 100 possible that is something that i can confirm is it possible with the right experience and or knowledge into technology to be able to an, exploit Wait. a back end into an application and use that application's geolocation data which is a mixed blend of uh cell phone uh connection uh background app data bluetooth and um What's the other uh, GPS? G, um, there's another name for it. I'm drawing a blank right now. But anyways, it, the location can be pinpointed based on that, based on other factored triangulations from Bluetooth picking up from other devices saying, hey, this device was in range of this device and it was in range of this device. Therefore, we can deduce that it was roughly between three, five, three to five feet away from here and seven to 10 feet away from here. Like it, you can you can figure those things out with an exploited background into application data. So it is real. This can happen. So um, I think the video that is going to be coming out, okay, and I, I will let you guys know when it is the video, okay, when it is the one that I think could validate this Ru Russian hacker theory, 
um, as a as a possibility. Like, because right now it sounds really far fetched. Yeah. But then what you learn when you learn what I learned. Yes. It is not so far fetched anymore. Okay. <laughs> as long as said people have money, as long as they have some money. Well, that's the second. That's the second way that it could be true is is what you're talking about. Um, but what I'm talking about with the background app data, it is not even you don't need to be a world leading hacker to be able to do that. Hmm. You do not need no. to. No, you just need to have a, a, a basic. Thorough understanding of technology. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And and one thing to remember is, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have this idea that um, hackers are these electronic technological masterminds that can just like randomly speak the language of technology and get into whatever they want. And that's not how hacking works, you guys. How hacking works is it's it. You're not you're not as ha a hacker as much as you are an exploiter. You find weaknesses in software um, and you exploit that weakness to benefit whatever you're trying to find out. And in most of the cases, there is an actual in-person element where like if I'm sitting at my keyboard, right? So if I'm sitting here at my keyboard and uh, I want to get into uh, it, I want to get into somebody's network that's in downtown Chicago. I can't just, okay, I want to go, duh, 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 you know, and start typing and figure it, figure it out. That's not how it works. You got to be able to reach out to them in person. A lot of times it starts with a phone call or an on-person on-site visit. And uh, you have to find information out about their network. You have to be able to connect to their network directly. And that way you have the in, you have the target, you have the location. And then you start working into how you're going to enter that network. There's a human element there that you got to be able to figure it out. And that's why a lot of times from other countries, our... Our public systems are targeted the most because those systems are, are public information and online. So they're the easiest to get that information to start that attack. I hope that helps people understand. For people that aren't technology people, I'm just trying to give the best you know explanation of rundown kind of how uh, this is. Yeah, it is a mech. Yep. So plumbing asked you a we question. Use, we use Mac and uh, we use everything. We do literally use everything. everything. Yeah, we got a lot of computers. Yep. Um, Three computers here. Plumbing had a question for you. Um. Yes, with the right settings on. That's true. That is correct. Uh, if you know how to manage and control your settings, uh, turning off the ability to try to connect to Bluetooth um, devices, then you won't have any connections being made via Bluetooth. Um, if you then turn off like all your manufacturer installed applications, location services, then uh, you, that'll keep that under control as well. Then you got to pay attention to your installed application information um, as well. So, mm -hmm. But yes, it can do that. And unless you specifically know what to look for, um, 
It'll do it. Yeah. Um, TikTok mashups. Yes. I, and that's, what's really important here is I'm not saying this is true. And, and you guys know how we feel about the Brian Koberger stuff. We, my, the last thing in the world that I'm trying to do here is prove Brian Koberger is innocent or prove Brian Koberger is guilty. Um, I am not trying to do that. I, I we aren't that far into the problem solving yet. If if we can get if we can get a good bead on this case and all the evidence in this case one at a time going through it, that is going to solve whether Brian Koberger is innocent or guilty at the end. But step one is verifying and figuring out that information. Let me quickly see, make sure I don't miss any comments here. Yeah, I I like I like the Mac 2 for uh a lot of things, a lot of things. Um I I'm way quicker on Final Cut Pro with editing and all my uh all my add-ons with it uh way 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 quicker so i use the big 30 inch monitor 33 inch monitor for uh editing just because it makes it easier being able to see everything up close and personal but everything else we use windows gaming computers um all kinds of stuff we got a little bit of everything um, but I found this Russian hacker information super interesting, very interesting. It it makes me want to be able to understand it. If, if somehow you're listening, okay, Russian hacker, I don't know if that's your name on the screen there, but here, let me make it personal. Kimmy, but if you're listening, Russian hacker, reach out to us. Yeah, you. Reach out to us. Um. So Kimmy asked if we could see her 20 gifted memberships, and we cannot. No, I can't. That happens to some people sometimes, guys. Um, I don't know why it happens. Yeah. But I have been told by everybody that it's happened to that you get an automatic refund if it doesn't go through. Yeah. Yeah, here. Um, yeah, that's really lame. Yeah, that sucks. Yes, it does. Uh, okay, uh, I'm going to use the restroom. Oh, okay. Whoa, I can't see anything. Great. There we go. All right. Oh my gosh, Brendan. Killing me. No. I don't know why he does that, you guys. 
He'll have other windows of the stream pulled up and not mute them. Did I make eye contact with you? <laughs> the camera's kind of high up. Like, it's kind of awkward to look up like that. But do you guys like it better when I stare into the camera? Or does it make you uncomfortable? <laughs> oh, Kimmy's the hacker. Confirmed. She's the Russian hacker. I had to exit out because it started playing audio. So, my bad. <laughs> That's super funny. Our camera is not zoomed in closer than normal. It's just full screen, baby. Yes. Uh, CH suggested it because, um, I don't know, he likes the way it looks better. And I do, too. I've been wanting to have it like this for a while now. I still haven't fixed it to where it's easy. I should be able to just hotkey over. Um, and there's actually this... Um, there's this piece of tech that connects into our microphones that, um, when we're talking, it, it pops up and then goes down. I don't know if that's going to be beneficial for showing the screen and things like that, but yeah, we, we just gifted 20 memberships. So, uh, a new month. Well, it's not new anymore. Gosh, the month time goes by so quick, <laughs> but uh yeah so 20 memberships because we appreciate you all and uh yes. enjoy them we do have well i gotta finish the editing but um we're gonna have something coming out for the members this week um and we're gonna start focusing on that more so enjoy them we're super glad to have you here we appreciate all of you all of you, honestly, helped me learn more than I think I've ever learned before. Um, and I appreciate it. I love it. I'm obsessed and addicted to learning and information. So um, I think this is definitely the best community there is, period. And I am super glad that you are all a part of it. So thank you all. And you guys deserve the membership. So. Amanda said we should switch places because the chat feed covers me. Does it? Apparently. Where? Uh, on her TV. It must be the way the TV is set up or something. The application oh, on the TV. Oh, 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 okay. I'll try to scoot over a little. Yeah. Because I'm normally like really far over, I guess. Yeah. And uh, it should be really the new... The new setup should be really cool. We're waiting on more stuff that's coming, you guys. But for our green background, so on this one here, and then we'll dive back in. So on this background here, this green background, we are going to have uh, a new setup, hopefully. We got new mic stands coming and sweet lounge chairs so we're gonna be uh talking about true crime in uh 
lawn chairs sitting on the grass. What? I'm just kidding. What kind of show is this turning into? <laughs> I, I, you know, I think the first comment we ever got, somebody was like, why do you have grass as your background? I think that was the first comment we ever got. It's, you know, what's kind of funny. And I told them that, you know, I what? have grasses for the background for the simple fact that when I get up in the morning and I drink my coffee, I like to come over here and rub my body all over it when no one's looking. Wow. Yep. Just incredible. Um, so one thing I think is kind of weird. You can play golf on it. That stuff's that, expensive. That that's weird is the good vibe sign. Mm -hmm. And like our background is kind of like that, like greenery with a neon light. And then we got that way before we were covering true crime. Yeah. And then I don't know. It's just kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit here. A little bit. Yeah. Yep. No, but really, um, I am weird, you guys. It's weird foreshadowing. Well, welcome to the weirdness of my mind. Um, but I think what we're gonna do too, and then we'll get back into the topics <laughs> here, is we're gonna leave the the green background, but we really do have these really nice chairs that are gonna stand out against that green background and look awesome. Um, we also have the mic stand, what's it called? The pole, the pole arm stands or something like that, or the boom stands, the mic booms. We have mic booms that are coming. Um, and then uh we're gonna be hanging a TV right here that's made specifically to be able to control the hertz and be able to present on camera. So when we're hooked up. We're going to be able to show things that we're talking about while we're talking about them on here, which should make editing easier. It should make uh, giving examples to each other as we're talking through crime. If we're talking about a specific um, article or something like that, it should help a lot. Jeff asked, did you get ro roadie or road? How do you say it? Is it roadie? Um, no, I didn't get the, uh, the booms, the roadie mic boom. No, you're not telling me if I'm saying it right or not. Roadie. I, I call them roadie, but I think it's road. Um, so I don't remember what kind I got. I'm not sure, but the, the new roadie tabletop stand mic stand is incredible. Like absolutely incredible, but we're doing away with the table. So. Um, it's going to be more chairs, hangout type thing. So um, are we going to change the background or leave it grass? I mean, it's going to be mostly TV. Okay. So we can, but it's going to be mostly a TV. I think it would be cool if we did like maybe newspaper clipping type looking background. I mean, it's not going to show. The TV is massive. Okay. So. Yeah, we could put flowers in the grass. And and it's a it's that it's that special TV that uh, is like half computer screen, half TV, and you're able to control 
the flickering on it by some kind of special, I don't know, something. I don't remember. Brendan right would hate it if I put flowers in the grass, but I would totally have something like that in my house. And the TV can show any background, yeah. Yeah, it can. Mm -hmm. yep. It'll be cool. Yep. It will be cool for sure. Um, I don't know how long it'll take me to build it, but. Chapgate. I, Chapstick I, gate. Yeah. I do. I do all the, the fabrication stuff here. I yeah. like, I like that stuff. Not, not just the frame rate. It's something else, Jeff. I don't remember what it is. It's, it's for marketing. Um, it has something to do. I I can't explain it. I don't know. It's it's not the frame rate though, because I know you can adjust the frame rate on the camera and fix that flickering too when you have like reliable technology. But uh, okay, going back here. So that hacker, super weird. We're gonna dig into it. I don't I don't have anything to confirm that you guys. And one thing that I want to be clear about too and i just said this in discord is be careful what information you take away from content creators us included i don't ever want you guys to believe us don't ever just take what we're saying as fact um ho hopefully the goal is that it's like a, a carrot on a stick right you hear us talk about it and if you think it's interesting or you think that uh, it can help change, alter, adjust the way you're looking at this case, then I suggest you go research it and verify what we're saying because I don't know nothing. You know what I mean? I, I don't know anything at all. So um, just be careful with all content creators in general when things are being posted. And um, that Russian information is included as well. There, There's been a couple videos on this case where they're talking about dope and drugs and they are so far off like so far off from reality and what the real drug game is like that um it was concerning it was concerning you know what i mean imagine i don't know if i showed you it i think i did but imagine like no you didn't going into the hood and saying the things that were said in that video of how like the drug game were i don't know i i can't get into it i can't get into it but i need to I it's need just to, not true i oh wait you're talking about the video where somebody said they knew somebody that was in the drug world and was no okay. i don't know what that is okay but uh you're talking about yeah. russian hacker stuff I mean, I'm talking about content in general from any content creator. I don't think anything that's posted when somebody calls in, when somebody shows a post, and I'm talking about us too, right? It, including us. Don't take anything as fact because anything can be staged. Yeah. No, you're absolutely Everything. right. I was just using drugs as an example because that's one thing I know a lot about. Yeah, and there's one out there that is like, complete and utter bs yeah <laughs> that i've seen but yeah okay so 
Any other Russian connections? I think that's interesting. The Russian connection. I think it's interesting too. Um, but like you said, there's that obvious connection of Moscow to where it just makes it feel kind of ridiculous. Yeah, but I'm curious because we have a lot of people that are from that area. Does Moscow rep Moscow? Like, is that common? Because they live in Moscow, Idaho, it's funny to, like, rep Moscow, Russia stuff. I doubt it. I mean, we don't know. I'm asking people who live there. Why Why would you make that assumption? I doubt. All I said was I doubt it. Yeah, but why? Because, I don't know, like, as Americans, we are, like, fed that Russia's, like, horrible, you know? Like that, like, I don't know, just and it's a it's a more conservative area. And I just can't see that. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems kind of I would be curious to hear from people locally because uh, I I agree. If I had to make a guess, that's my guess. But I don't know. I have no idea whatsoever. Um, but it would be interesting to know. So. um Okay, one. Yeah, I have some friends from Russia. They're they're nice. They're nice. They're great. Do you think that whoever is making these Russia stickers could possibly be Papa Roger? Oh, because with Papa Roger, why were they attracted to that Russian uniform? That's quite a coincidence. It is Moscow, Idaho and crime. Picture that is attached to an account that's only active and around to talk about this crime. How did they even find that picture? <laughs> I have no idea. You know that there's a video out there. And one of our viewers shared it with us, and I appreciate it. There's a video out there <clears throat> that is a UK-based video. And it says that they have images or a statement. I forget which one. Images or a statement. That says Brian Koberger was outside of his apartment hugging and holding an Asian woman like they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Which is interesting because that's an Asian artist. artist. Okay. Um, which is a stretch. I understand that, which, you guys. That's you, a big stretch. If, I, I get it. If you guys just hopped on, we pulled up the fact that Papa Rogers, that image, uh, Jeff called it out in the chat, um, comes from an artist called Yi Zhu. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, um, but it's right here. Um, as you can see, uh, this blog's from 2013. As Brennan said, that doesn't necessarily confirm the images from 2013, um, but this is a photoshopped image. She says that. Um, it's a photorealistic portrait of an unknown soldier, um, and the reference is some image from the internet. 
Yep. So she got this pic. She got found a picture on the internet and then made this Photoshop picture out of that. So um, I don't know. That is interesting. I, I'm curious where she lives. Like, what area of the world does she live in? Um, okay. New York, I think. New York artist. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. It does look like Brian. It does. It does. I don't think anyone can debate that. No, I don't have lip injections. I would be honest if I did. What? Kimmy said something about lip injections, but I, I, you guys, I am an open book, like open book. I wouldn't be ashamed of anything. But uh, I could that be a connection or is it not? You know what I mean? I, I just don't know. So, um, uh, Tennessee Shine said something that a reporter's creator spoke to someone in BK's complex and she was an Asian woman and wasn't hugged up on him. He had already left town. Okay. okay. I, I'll go back and, and watch it again. I could be wrong, but it said that he was doing something with a woman. Um, so I, I just don't remember exactly what that says, but yeah, I where did I post that? Did I post that video in Discord? I'm not sure if I did. That video is somewhere. Um, but I'm anyway, sure. um, so let me see here. Going back to that post. So let's talk quickly or briefly about the th the 3 a.m. 911 call. What One, am, why do you think it's resurfacing again? Because we've heard about this on and off for a while. Yeah, I, I mistakenly quoted a channel and it was complete BS. Um, I thought the rumor originated from people taking what Steve Gonzalez said in an interview on Fox and Friends, um, where he said Kaylee didn't call 911 and her text her text history and everything on her phone didn't show that she had any idea of what was going on. You know, like she wasn't afraid or anything like that. Um, but people, because when he says didn't, it kind of sounds like did, uh, like it kind of does. Like it's, you know, like, I don't know the the int part of didn't isn't v super clear. Okay. So people started quoting it as did. And okay. trying to say that he was saying that she did call 911. But I went back and found the video. I posted it to Discord. And it's pretty clear, especially with context, that he said didn't. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't think that it can be taken as um, did. And the reason is uh, past and present context. If he said did, you guys, do we really think that a man who lost his daughter is not going to bring that up again. He would. Yeah. Come on. Look at look at everything that Steve Gonzalez has done, talked about, and gone through on uh, TV, on with news stations, what anything. We would have heard about that nonstop. Oh, yeah. We briefly heard a statement that is questionably one way or the other. Uh, I think that 
proves that it wasn't she did. Yeah, it, it does prove it um, for sure. Now, I do know that the family is getting a download of Kaylee's phone. They just got approved for it and they will not give the family back her actual phone, but they're going to be giving her like a downloaded copy of like photos and I think maybe messages or I don't, I'm not sure why um, they want it. They've been wanting it. No, They've been why asking. won't they give them the phone? Why wouldn't you keep the downloaded copy with police and give them the phone? I don't know. I don't know. Huh? That's interesting. I mean, if they get a hold of me, I can tell them how to get everything off the phone. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Without the phone. Like, they don't need it. But the cops are sending that over, and it sounds like they already had a lot of it from Olivia digging through it, you know, on her computer. Like, getting into all those accounts and stuff. Um, oh so, yeah, you're right, Ian. I didn't think about that because it's actual physical evidence, possibly, you know, for the trial. Yeah, that's true. I we just haven't heard much about the suspects' phones. So uh, not sus the uh, victims' phones, the victims' phones. So, um, yeah, you're right. You're right. A hundred percent. Yeah, they would. They would for sure be evidence. It makes sense to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. They would for sure be evidence. I've seen a lot of people questioning why they won't give back um, a lot of her tech type stuff. But I, I honestly don't feel like that's a huge deal either. Like I found it shocking that they gave the families so much stuff. Yep. I mean, 113 pieces of physical evidence. I, clearly, they gave them a lot of stuff because they don't have much evidence. I thought that was shocking when they were unloading the house and and taking all that stuff to the families. Like, it seemed like a lot. <clears throat> I mean, I think it is shocking. And you know that um, one of the stories that we covered talked about those 3D imaging that we've seen. Mm -hmm. are normally done before the bodies are moved. Hmm. That's that's yeah. what's expected. The, so, the pharaoh scans. Yep. yep, the pharaoh scans. So I would assume that within the next like 24 hours, they would have had those scan devices coming out to do the first round of scans. I would hope so. So technically, I, I don't think they need any of that stuff, but what, what gets me is that with blood splatter, there is, I probably shouldn't have said blood, but there is uh, the micro, what's that called? The micro spray. There's something called. Arterial spray? Uh, not or? arterial. Uh, micro something where it puts like almost microscopic pieces of blood whenever you have like a really aggressive, horrible, heinous situation yeah. going on that causes it to go out in the air. Um, it can be on anything. And what's interesting is anytime you have a liquid that is uh, traveling through air has the potential to also pick up trace DNA or mix with other things in the air. So I would have thought that they would have taken every single thing that they could to see if there was any DNA on it, to see if there was any uh, mixed, blended, trace DNA or anything on there. But what 
what makes me wonder why what makes me theorize maybe why they didn't is uh they need the trace dna that's on the knife sheath to seem like a big deal when it's really not and trace dna is everywhere so there's like you you're saying they create a lack of dna evidence to make that dna evidence stand out exactly exactly there it is aerosol yeah uh yes 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 that yes. sounds about right i think it's micro aer aerosol or something like that oh yeah a few different people said it sorry um but yes yeah, so yeah i think there's a very big possibility that they intentionally left out some of those additional dna pieces because i brought this up before too where that was a party house. We're talking about trace DNA here. There should be a lot of DNA in the house. There should be a lot of a DNA. Lot. A lot. A lot. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. It makes me doubt the police. And this is one thing you're going to hear us talk about quite a bit in the next few vi videos, you guys, is um, whether Brian Koberger is guilty or isn't, it doesn't change the fact of how important police the investigation being thorough is because Brian Koberger can be guilty and the police could have messed this case up and, and could potentially let a killer out. He could be innocent and the police mess this up and they could potentially have another victim or, you know what I mean? Nothing good comes out of it. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the too much DNA, like, where do we go with this? There's so much, you know, like, so you only test the, the areas that are pertinent to the case or the crime, like a knife sheath. Like, you know, if that's found by a victim, then that's the natural piece of evidence you're going to test, you yeah. know? But I, I think there is um, weight in the fact that door knobs should have been swabbed um you know phones um there's many other things i could think of that should be swabbed for dna evidence and maybe they did but with only 113 pieces i'm not sure um jeff asked the question if they'd found dna on say a coffee cup how much would they prove or how could they prove or claim uh that he was over at coffee for some point so if they found Koberger's DNA on a coffee cup, that would be a huge deal for me. Yep. And there have been cases literally solved. We covered like three or four. Solved because the murderer literally went and ate after they killed the people in the home or drank, took a drink of something. Um, one was that train killer that hopped on trains all around the U.S., and they caught him after he uh, killed an older lady because he he stopped and ate after and drank uh, from like a teacup there. And they swabbed it and they got his DNA and they they got him eventually. Yep. Um, but he was he was incredibly hard to catch. Like I watched a documentary on it and they had such a hard time catching that guy because he was on trains like as by the time they found out a death had even happened. He was already gone on some random train in some random place, and they couldn't track him. I know it. I know it. It was insane. Yep. It was terrifying. They ended up getting him caught with his sister's help and everything. Yeah.
Yep, absolutely. Um, but that DNA was a it was a huge deal. Yep. And and it would be a huge, 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 huge deal because it's not trace DNA. For me, what what makes the DNA not important is the fact that it was trace DNA. The fact that our own government has said we do not allow trace DNA in our military court systems because of its unreliability. So if if there was a direct bodily source DNA on scene there, I would feel very differently than I feel right now. I yeah. really would. Yeah. Seeing all the studies around trace DNA, I think there's a third one we probably need to cover here soon that somebody had shared with us. But those trace DNA studies all prove that it can very easily swap hands it can very easily in the air drop onto an item without you ever touching it it it, it even proves with the new technology that these this testing equipment is so precise that it can pull dna out of the air it's insane which that's what we're dealing with here we're dealing with environmental dna trace dna where it's it's i mean they so uh, environmental scientists, um, they go out and they they take trace DNA, environmental DNA from soil, water, uh, ecosystems to see, is this a diverse ecosystem? How many organisms are living here? Um, that is like the same thing as what they found on the knife sheath. It's like this, this DNA that floats through the environment. Now, it can be a lead and it can be evidence. Um, but, you know, I just... There's got to be other supporting evidence. Yeah, I agree That's with it. you. I agree with you. And and so, like, going back to the original question, if his DNA was on a coffee mug, mug what would it do? I, I really think it would do a lot for people that uh, are unsure, right? And, and I'm not unsure that he's guilty. I just don't know. I have no clue. I am not willing to commit one way or the other because I, I don't know if – the only evidence we have is what is in that PCA that doesn't that doesn't make me sure he's the guy. If there's a bunch more, awesome. I hope so. You know, uh, if we're gonna put if we're gonna take somebody's life away, like what happened to these four victims, I I just feel like it needs to be with without a doubt, without a doubt. Jeff's asked, "What are the chances the DNA?" <laughs> fell from the air onto the knife sheath and then just happened to he just happened to drive by there five times with phone off and return home um to look like he came from the west yeah i i think that you're onto something and that that's another reason why i'm i'm saying that i'm not 100% sure is uh that if we can get good evidence like proof that this is what it is, then we'll be in a much better place, you know, and I, I know it's pretrial. I get that. And I'm, I'm not saying they're doing anything wrong because clearly they're working within the law. Um, but, uh, if it's undeniable that that is his car, right. And, uh, then you have the trace DNA personally, I don't think they should track the trace DNA DNA at all. I think that any good defense attorney is going to rip that apart. Um, trace DNA, it, based on everything we've seen, is a joke because 
all he had to be is in the same place that that knife sheath was at a store. I don't think it's a joke. Okay, I think if you have enough, if you have enough of it, um, and you have supporting evidence, and it it adds the to like the totality of the evidence, and you have really good other circumstantial evidence proving this person was in the area, like actually proving it. Okay, like actually proving it. Um, and so far what we've seen of the car, I don't feel like it proves anything, um, that it was his car, um, and cell phone pings, geolocation, things like that, that are proving he's in that area, then yeah, yeah, then it matters. And I want Brian, I want the police to be right here. I want Brian Koberger to be the guy, because if he's not terrifying, absolutely and totally terrifying here, um, but uh, I'm an advocate for no trace DNA. I personally don't think trace DNA should be allowed in courts. I don't see any benefit to it. It is one of the most unreliable, unreliable things I have ever done research into. Uh, I, I absolutely despise it. And I 100% back why the, the military government or the military court systems do not use it. Um, because it can skip from body to body. And we think that should be used in our court systems to prove location. What? Yeah. So, um, yeah, from what Bicca Barlow's statement was, is that it was partial and ambiguous. That sample, the profile they made up of him, um, the, but they claim they ran it through CODIS, which means they can't just have a partial, like a partial can't go through CODIS. So it's, we're not going to know the truth until it comes out in trial. Um, if the DNA evidence ever comes out in trial, uh, how their process of how they got to him, how they got this profile, um, what was their process? I, you got me because from what Bicca Barlow was saying is it was partial. Yeah. And that it warranted further investigation into the other DNA samples they got from the home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I, I just think trace DNA is sketchy. It is scary, it's terrifying, and every every case that I look at, I try and look at it from a couple different point of views. I try and look at it from the point of view of the defendant. I try and look at it from the point of view as um, a, an, a part of the local society, the people that have to deal with that potential suspect if they were let out, right? And uh, I, I look at it from, uh, I don't remember what, oh, uh, from the prosecutor's standpoint. And just myself looking at it as a defendant, I don't feel like trace DNA is anything that could be relied upon. Looking at it from the prosecutor's standpoint, I don't feel like trace DNA is something that can be relied upon. Um, if, If we have a piece of evidence that can be transferred to bodies, you know, from from the person who owns it to somebody else. That person taking it somewhere else, it should never be allowed in our court systems. That is not reliable evidence. That is not reliable evidence. I understand that argument. And and again, I think that our military is on to something. 
you know? Yeah. And and I also think that if someone's guilty of a crime, we shouldn't be stretching. And I think it's very possible Koberger could be guilty if the evidence is there to prove it. But I'm not willing to manipulate the law and bend the law to guarantee him convicted because bending that law is going to cause more issues down the line. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What was the judge's, uh, you guys, if you know, the judge's full statement on the DNA? What was that called? What do you mean or the, the judge's? Yeah, the judge wrote a thing on the DNA talking about the whole process. Yeah, it's for sure trace DNA. Like, 100% without a doubt trace DNA. Um, uh, skin cells are trace DNA. Um, uh, what do you mean? Like, in, in what regard? Yeah, so Drunk Turkey, uh, he released a video talking about the DNA, and he was like, you know, I haven't seen a single court filing ever saying that it was trace DNA. That I've never seen that, um, yeah. that proof at all. Um, but I think it it is in some documents um, from the defense, and I think Correct. it was in yeah. the judge's document. But I, Tuck I wanted... DNA is trace DNA. Trace DNA yes. is just a classification of a type of DNA, and that's what touch DNA is, aka skin cells. Um, now, hair uh, is is direct to your body. Uh, uh, spit, saliva, bodily fluids are uh, a direct evidence, um, but anything trace-related is transferable from person to person. Um, yeah. And and that's why they had two different people coming on who are also experts in trace DNA. So, unfortunately, I it's trace DNA, we have but proof. I we wish have, it wasn't. We have proof. That's why, that's why Ann Taylor requested uh four was it four experts bicca barlow steve mercer leah larkin and um gosh the popular one lana had on uh oh, gabriel oh, vargas. Yeah, vargas vargas they yep. are all experts in that field um so i i and igg and trace dna and stuff like that they all talked on it so i absolutely believe that they are telling the truth i don't think that ann taylor could just come out and say it's trace dna for no reason yeah. um because the judge can clearly see that it's not yeah. like and then be like why are you lying yeah you L know listen i wish it's not trace dna i wish so they had a stronger the, case the pca left that out intentionally so oh, to sure. say because the pca doesn't say that it's touch dna um, and that means that we don't have proof is no, 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 no. There are other court documents that do say it. So, yeah, I just wanted to reference a few um, so that people could go read them. But I couldn't remember the judges, what date that was on and the actual name of it. But if you go to the 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 Idaho court portal, I would look at Bicca Barlow's. Um, I would look at Leah Larkin's uh, statement. And I would look at the judges um, mm -hmm. and there's some from the defense, too. Um, but yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, I just wish there was more. I really do. But but we we got to be able to be objective and honest about the the issues that we have in this case and investigation. And, and that's that's the whole angle of Thought Riot podcast is 
let's get granular. Let's take every piece of evidence and uh, dig into that one piece, right? We're just one topic and find out as much as we can about that one topic. So when we put that piece of evidence back into the case, we're going to have that much more knowledge and or understanding of the entire image. Um, so I wish it was direct DNA. I wish it more than anything. I wish it was a piece of, I wish it was spit. I wish it was hair. I wish it was anything. Uh, I would feel a lot okay. better about this case if it was. So If it was blood, they would have said that in the PCA because I believe because that's a big deal. The fact that you have the killer or the suspect's blood on the knife sheath. Yeah. That's a huge deal. Like that is basically I feel like all you need for a PCA to get probable cause is that I have this guy's blood on a knife sheath that was next to the victim. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. So I It'd mean, be a done deal. It would be a done yeah. deal. I agree. They, I, agree. I feel like they intentionally left, left out the fact that it was touch DNA on purpose and just said they got a suspect profile because yeah. they left it super ambiguous in the PCA. Yeah. They, there's barely anything about the DNA in that PCA. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It would be I, consistent with the type of assault with a knife. I think DNA is yeah. going to be, in this case, a, a big pain point, you guys. I really do. And, uh, you know, we want to look at these things from the best angle that we can to uh, theorize the direction it's going to go. And if I was the police, I would be actively fighting to find more evidence and there's a lot that can be done around a case a lot we we've covered two new topics that you guys haven't seen yet one of them will be coming out tomorrow but we have two new topics of uh investigative techniques that maybe could have been used in this case in a case where you have a really hard time finding evidence um Okay, so let's think outside of the box, you know. I we want to try and find ways and 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 solutions in our justice system and our policing where uh our officers of the law are going to be able to find other avenues to gather evidence other than other than and I'm not saying this is what happened in this case you guys so do not take me the wrong way. But in cases where the police believe wholeheartedly that this guy is guilty and don't have much evidence, a lot of times we see mistakes happening. I, I'll put it like that. We see mistakes happen to prove that the suspect is the guy. And I think there's a lot of new investigative techniques out there where police officers shouldn't be making those, taking those risks to try and prove somebody is guilty. Does that make sense? So you get do what you, I'm saying? Yeah. Do you feel like um, the investigators flaunted all of... Because, um, okay, here, here's my thought. Is that in the PCA, and I think it might have been A.R. Hayes that was talking about this. Somebody was talking about it. But I was kind of like, hmm, okay. If it was A.R. Hayes, please let me know. Uh, but... I think it was him talking about how they kind of maybe it was somebody else. though. I don't know. Um, 
But talking Murphy. about, I know it's cracking me up. All the stuff the about Murphy, uh, how they flaunted all of like the tech. Like, look, we got these cell phone pings. We got all this, and then we just talked about the Russian hacker. Yeah, that's well, all tech. They, they flaunted all the tech, but then when you get to the DNA, it's ambiguous. It's like, are they flaunting all of that? And it's kind of all just comes to be a nothing burger. Like they're flaunting all these really cool, like innovative investigative techniques. Um, but they aren't. There's nothing innovative in that. Well, I mean. Yeah, I guess you're right. Not really. I mean, I guess IgG is technically within the last two decades. They don't talk uh, about IgG in that, though, oh, other than right, connecting right. his oh. dad. Like, are they kind of buffing themselves up? And then at the end, like, there's no real evidence where it's like, we got him here at this time. And it's a fact. So like, let's say the let's go down the Russian hacker uh, idea and say that the Russian hacker was real and they were able to prove that Brian Koberger is the guy that did it and they submitted all this evidence to the police. And instead of getting verified triangulation information, they didn't have enough in uh they didn't have enough evidence to get a warrant to authorize that triangulation. So they used the evidence of this hacker in creating the case against Brian Koberger. So, and, and what I mean by that is we have uh, Brett Payne who comes in the PCA and says that with help of a phone call from cast, uh, he put together a triangulation map of the cell phone data, which to be clear, if you guys are new here, cell phones are my expertise. I can tell you anything and everything that has to do with cell phone tower data, triangulation, and most devices. Uh, so it's impossible to do. You cannot hook up with, like one of you could not call me and be like, yo, Brendan, walk me through how to triangulate this phone, okay? it's That's not possible. There are in-person things that need to be done to make it verifiable and acceptable for court. You have to be on site to prove the, the validity of that tower and prove the reliability of that tower uh, with on-site like picture, all this stuff. It's impossible to get the walkthrough over the phone, you guys. So when I read the PCA's information on the cell phone triangulation, I'm nervous about it. I'm really nervous about it because, again, if Brian Koberger's guilty, we cannot have risks that could potentially let him out here. If mm. he's innocent, we cannot have risks of uh, an investigation looking through a keyhole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Being worked backwards. Have you ever heard of that? Heard what? Of what atmospheric ducting is? I don't know what that is. It says an anomalous mode of electromagnetic ma magnetic wave propagation where waves are bent backwards yeah, toward the Earth's surface due to significant decreases. That, in that affects what does it do? G it affects GPS. It doesn't have anything to do with uh, geolocation. Yeah. It could because geolocation has stuff to do with GPS, but it's not gonna it's not gonna affect the wireless towers because 
the cell phone tower data doesn't get its data through GPS. It, it cell phone tower data gets its uh, data through two different data points. Um, it is cables under the ground that connect to it. And then it has uh, a backup data receiver on the tower itself. So if one tower goes down, then another nearby tower can use the data from a, another tower. Um, but yes, there's another name for that than uh, what, what was it called? At atmospheric ducting. I think ducting is the fix to the atmospheric. It's another name. And I don't remember. It's atmospheric something. I don't. I don't remember what it is right now. But but that information is the information someone would have if they're a uh, if they're manufacturing the towers that have to do with the GPS services in the U.S. Yeah, I wanted to send you something real quick because uh, people right the radio. Yes, so. You're right, but GPS runs on radio frequency. I, sorry, I, I just assumed you were talking about it in response to my comment around uh, cell phone triangulation. So that's why I assumed you meant if if it had to do with that. So yes, and and all GPS all all of our GPS satellites. Uh, run off of radio waves because they travel the furthest fastest they aren't reliable but they do travel far and fast okay i just sent you a picture because i saw some people talking about why weren't like you know the roommates interrogated they they were um this yeah uh no this you need a refresh it's a picture it's not a link um Okay. Yeah. That's uh what the family was talking about. The family like uh Yeah. Are you talking about like uh Italian mob family? No. Oh. Um I don't know. I just don't want to send a bunch of people that way or anything. Uh, but I found it and I thought it was like a little bit interesting. Um, because I mean, this is like the day of, this is the day of, what? this is like some of their first conversations about it. Who's I, I have no clue what you're talking about. Okay, give us family, the rundown since fam it's yours. Family of the victims. Okay, so what does this have to do with what we're talking about? I just said people were asking why why nobody was interviewed. Uh, but they were being interviewed. They were being interviewed. And it also talks about like some what was going on like at that time like right after okay but i just wanted to show it like we don't have to go into a whole conversation about it or anything um but yeah it says barrett said roommates and individuals in the area are currently being interviewed yeah so um and but that doesn't prove nothing 
and roommates are all being interviewed. We just need to wait it out. And then they get it confirmed. Like, yes, but this is just nothing. Yeah, but they're all they're being informed like we're interviewing like the roommates and everybody in the area and we have a statement from Dylan. So I don't think you can say they weren't interviewed is all I'm saying. I think they were interviewed like. Yeah, but you need evidence. This isn't evidence. Okay. There's not a phone number here. There's not a name. There's no verifying information. I could create I took, this in like five there minutes. There is verifying information, but I cropped it out because oh. I didn't want to post that online. I just said that. Oh, okay. I feel like that makes it more confusing. I cropped out the name just because I felt bad and I didn't want to send people over that way. Yeah. But it's between like I wouldn't give the name because I, that's just not evidence. You, it doesn't give a date. It doesn't give. It doesn't have proof that they were talked to. I just think it's going to make people doubt it more. Evidence is uh, a picture of somebody walking into the police station. Uh, evidence. So what? You is don't think the roommates a, were ever interviewed? Uh, I I have no idea. I, I think that there's a big definition difference between what people were expecting them to be interrogated versus a conversation. Do I think they were talked to by police? Yeah. But if if my parent, if if my child was one of the surviving roommates, okay, and this happened, my number one concern before finding anything else out would be make sure they're safe and then call a lawyer. So I, I don't know. I don't think it means guilty. I don't think it means innocent. Innocent people need to call lawyers. Anybody that says innocent people talk, dude, you just don't understand the legal system then. No, talk to is not investigated. And while I, I agree with that, I wasn't trying to prove they were fully investigated because I do think they were cleared too soon. Um, and the Gonzalez family themselves felt that way originally. But this is... I didn't want to put it because, yes, I don't want to dox this person, even though they posted it from their own screenshots, from their own phone themselves on the Internet. Um, if you're curious enough, I know you can find it. Um, but it's between two people in the Gonzalez family on the day when they were finding out. Good and night, one Sarah. of the family members posted it to the Internet on one of their official accounts. Like, there is no doubt about it. It is their account. And yes, there is a date. Yes, there is names and stuff. Um, but that's what they were talking about together. That's like when they found out Kaylee was gone. And they and they and that was even before they knew it was like they were looking into it, trying to figure out what was going on. And then at the bottom of that, if you didn't see it, it said the police are here. Um, it's confirmed. She's gone. You just can't see all of it. Because I had to crop out part of it. But, like, if you're curious enough, you can find it. It is between two of the Gonzalez family, and they posted it to one of their accounts, so. I mean, that's, like, kind of messed up that a family member didn't know before this post. Yeah. Like, super messed up. And it's if got anything, it proves more that the police had issues. Yeah, but it's got some names of some police officers on there, which I thought was interesting. Like, um, 
uh, Daniel V. Ramirez. I haven't heard that name before. And uh, Barrett, isn't he the one that took the uh, pain and um, the other guy through the the house? Or no, am I mistaken? I, I names are my biggest. I know. It's I can't remember no. I can't remember names, names ever. Period. But um, I do know that you know cops didn't do a real good job about letting people know part of that is there was a delay on getting some cops to the area which is fair okay i i don't see anything wrong with that it, is it strange sure but do they have a reason like they were out of town on a date or were that you know what i mean like there could be a million different things not a big deal um but the parents as soon as they recognize them in my opinion should have been notified but you know I'm not a well, police officer, so was, what do I know? That was an issue that they had in the beginning, if I'm remembering correctly, is that they found out last. Like, it took them a really long time to find out, which is why I gave weight to the leak that um, Annie Elise had um, to one part of it. And that I, is that one of the girls was disfigured in the face. Okay. okay. Like Kimmy, you're right. Um, be the, beaten. The public was more at risk than their family members. You're right. Uh, I didn't think of that. You're right. Um, so yeah, but she I just was... think that there could have been two, two different things, right? We're not talking about like a, a single person, but I think that in order for the, so was this a college alert? I guess, let me clarify. The that. vandal alert is a, a local college alert. Okay. Yeah. So do police run that, run that, or does the school, the school, I think. Okay. So, um, then technically the, I guess there could have been, they have a school, two different things they, going on. They have a, I forget what it's called, but the university of Idaho has like like school cops and they have their own little office there and everything but they're also also like employees of moscow a pd still i think they are yep they so are. Um, moscow pd has their own um police station at the college which is ran so they know. didn't find out till 4 p.m is that what you're saying mikey yeah yeah so yeah i know they were some of the last to find out and I, that's what made me think well maybe it was Maybe what Annie Elise said was right and that Kaylee, because we put it together, like one of the girls upstairs was disfigured, had been beaten, um, you know, to where you couldn't recognize her. And um, the fact that Steve said that her, her wounds and Maddie's wounds didn't match. Kaylee and Maddie's wounds didn't match um, and that it was way worse for Kaylee um, that maybe it took a while to identify her. Or, you know, I don't know. Like, maybe they just had to be sure. You know? Yeah, I know. It's really it's really sad. It's hard to think about, for sure. Yep, um, yep, it is. Especially because we've had this conversation before, and actually Jeff was on the uh, chat during that time, too, and he was talking about the fact that he ordered a, uh, a K-Bar knife and to get an understanding of the, the actual weapon and things like that, you know, as a lot of creators were investigating this and just wanted to understand and learn more. And he told us that the back of the K-Bar knife is like a hammer. It's literally like a hammer. Um, so if, uh, there were other ways to use that knife, which would make sense with some of the, um, damage that we heard about and saw. So, um, it, yeah, it's just really sad, really sad. And, and going back to 
like what we were talking about here, I, I just, the 3 a.m. call, we got way, way, way off here. So, okay. Um, like we normally do. Yeah, like we normally do. So this 3 a.m. 911 call. Um, so I don't think that it's possible there was a 3 a.m. 911 call without there being any record of this. What is interesting, though, is that there is provable information that the system was down. There is uh, provable information that the system was down and the the system was conducting whatever was going on, an update, um, a strange way, which seems like it was being controlled ran directed by a third party uh device i don't know how to explain this i the easiest thing would be to draw a picture and i don't know how to do that but um let's just say you have the you have the um college site here network the college network is this okay and on this network is the website, the cameras, all the security features, it's everything that is tied to the college network. And if this network needs to do an update because people have said that's the normal update time, then what this network will do is uh, go not be accessible. So there will be like, if, if this is how people normally get to the network with this thread here, um it will there will be a block okay something will be in the way of you connecting to that network but that network will still be connected you can still verify that there is a connection there because as a network is updating it still has to have a data connection for the update updated data to go through and install and and all that good stuff well you would see just that normal data point. What happened that night is you could see this normal data point, but the in between the in between someone trying to connect to the network and the block, there was a third piece of uh, technology. Okay, so when people tried to connect to that network, they weren't actually connecting to the Moscow network. They were connecting to something that blocked it, another network or system. And that's what you see when a system is being taken over for whatever reason. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. It, it doesn't mean there's like some hacker getting into it or anything like that. It could be uh, a separate third-party security system. Uh, I don't know what it could be. I don't. There's a million different possibilities, you guys. And it could be totally honest and normal, too. But that absolutely happened that night. Um, you can pull it up. I can verify it. I can show you evidence Jeff, of that. Jeff was asking where you can find that. Um, the, so, uh, the, the easiest place is probably the way back and hang on. 
I don't think he's saying it's normal, no, Darkling. I think he's saying that it doesn't necessarily have to be nefarious. It's it's one of the network mapping sites. That's what it's called. Um I bet Ian could find it. Probably. I don't Ian's like a master at the Wayback Machine. I've been trying to figure that out. I have such a hard time with it. Network mapping history. I might have to post it to you after. There was a discussion about this a long time ago. There were some people saying that it was absolutely like 100% down. And then, you know, other people saying that it wasn't true. It was, you know, debunked. And I, I mean, know. it wasn't accessible. It wasn't down. It wasn't accessible. Those are two different things. And that's what I was trying to explain the difference about is a network isn't down when it's not accessible. It's just you're not allowed to access that network. But that network is up and it's live and it has a data connection. Um, so would that affect the body cams? Because CH brought up that uh, the body cams were still able to record in the band field. No, it wouldn't affect the body cams why no, they're, they're, it's not a live connection and I'm talking about the college network the police will have its own protected network oh okay so yeah and it, it's not a stingray either you guys because a stingray would affect everything everything and it doesn't take over networks it takes over towers. Yeah, so you're saying it was technically like a reboot or like an update, but... An update with a third weird source. Which wasn't... That's not normal. Correct. It's It wasn't standard looking. It wasn't standard looking. Okay. Could it be standard? Maybe, but one of the people that we were looking to to figure it out is a local, and they said that it wasn't standard, but didn't know what it was. So, like, if, okay, here here's an example. What that third source is, right? So let's say, here we go, bam, chapstick central. So let's say the blue chapstick is... The, the college, okay? The upside-down chapstick is you trying to get to the college network. And then this is a third source. Normally, you should be able to have a direct connection to that network. But... All your chapsticks? <laughs> yeah. But for whatever reason, when that network was down, not down, but unreachable, when every every traffic so every other chapstick that's trying to connect to this network which would include cameras which would include uh computers which would include audio recorders which would include security systems which would include anything uh was being rerouted to this third thing so when you were trying to connect to this network here 
something was blocking that and rerouting you to a different place. Chapgate. Yes. I carry I carry three chapsticks because I don't know what mood I'm in. Am I in a vanilla bean mood, a honey mood, or... A peppermint mood. Yeah, a peppermint. See, one of them has vitamin E in it, which I probably need right now. I probably need to use that one. The peppermint, the traditional Burt's Bees. Yeah, at least because you, my lip is like a little dry. At least you don't use the addictive chapstick with petroleum in it. Um, Did the, you guys know that that the, petroleum like normal chapstick dries your lips out so that you have to keep using it? And what this Burt's Bees stuff does not. They weren't necessarily <laughs> blocking anything. They were rerouting it. Which is strange because not only was the network, it wasn't down, it wasn't accessible. So the network wasn't down, it wasn't accessible. Where everything that tried to connect to that network was rerouted somewhere else. That's super weird. And that it is provable 100%. Is it a stingray? No. Could it be? No. Mm -mm. Okay, because it doesn't deal with cell phones. It's internet, right? Yeah. Yeah. It it it's not a stingray. Would it affect traffic cams? Um yeah, if they're connected to the school's network. So yeah. it was specifically the school. Yes. It was specifically yeah, the but school. Would, and, and would any of the the homes cameras around there run off of the school's network though? Yeah. Yes, any any piece of land the school owns, absolutely. And like colleges are some of the most technologically advanced places we have in the nation. So yeah, absolutely. Wait, so what do they get to use the school's free Wi-Fi or something? What if they're using their free own free Wi-Fi is like such a, a minimal thing. You're talking some of the most high-end cameras, you're talking security uh points you know those blue huh. posts that have camera audio you can press a button and it sets off an alarm uh they have cameras all over and colleges notoriously have some of the highest end cameras ever that you can see like two or three football fields away clean cleanly um they have audio recorders all over the place i mean the the tech that's on a college campus is phenomenal it's incredible. Yeah, 1122. They did live off campus. Tennessee, you're right. I think their house was technically off campus. And I think they did have their own Wi-Fi, mm -hmm. right? So school Wi-Fi is open and wide. Okay. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't realize that. I, I'm not necessarily talking specifically about 1122. However, if... Let's just say Koberger's the guy here. Or I'll say suspect whatever uh whoever the suspect is if they drove by the college and they had their phone on at any point you could prove that that phone tried to connect to the open wi-fi at the school you could uh see that car on cameras from the school's state-of-the-art camera system you might even be able to get audio like the amount of technology like we're thinking too small here. We're, th this is 
the education of America. They have the leading technology in the nation for looking at stars, for uh, everything, criminology, literally everything. The, the audio that they have on college campuses is insane, like recording audio. The, the amount of technology is absolutely incredible. Did you look at previous overnight updates? Is it always the same? Like, to I, tell if it's normal or not? Uh, I only compared it to one other update. But like I said, it, it could be normal, you guys. I want to be very clear. I don't want to... I don't want to dive tin hat um, without being clear that it, it could be normal. Maybe there's something else to it. Maybe this update needed to be handled directly from somebody else. I don't know. I don't know. But there could be something shady to it, too. I, I, I just don't know. There's just no way to know. It's weird that all that traffic was being routed to this other thing. This other thing. Yeah. yeah. Brian, I, I hope you um, are doing okay, and hopefully you you he heal soon. I know your typing has gotten yeah. different. I can tell a big difference since that happened. Um, he says one of his hands, or maybe both, I don't remember, are numb, and he has a hard oh, time. man. He has a hard time typing now. I know before that happened, he typed well. Like, it, so. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It's all good. I hope you uh I hope you're doing okay. But, and you get it figured out. It's rough. But yeah, I I think it's really strange, you guys. I think it's really strange. And again, it, it doesn't have to necessarily mean uh you know, something crazy tin hat e that's going on. Um but maybe I I just don't know. Would that affect a 911 call though? Um, no, 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 because that 911 call, I don't believe is routed through the school, but maybe I, I just don't know. I don't have enough information to know that without being local. Okay. I need to be in order for me to figure it out. I would have to be local. Okay. Man. Like to figure it out for sure. When you go you out know? there with drip drop. Yeah. Get into the tunnels and. <laughs> Connect to the network. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, there's so much talk lately about stingrays. You even heard that Nancy, uh, Nancy, Nancy Wayne Gracie <laughs> talked about it on her show. Yeah. And, uh, you know why I think there's so much talk about stingrays is because I think they're old and outdated. Oh, so they got something new now, so they're willing for that to go yeah. around. I don't think stingrays matter anymore. Hmm. I think a decade ago they mattered, and they were a big deal, but I don't think they, they matter anymore. I think the background app data is king or queen. I, I, that's access to... Your your microphone, that's access to uh, your camera, that's access to everything. Yeah, Ashley Banfield is the kind of the next Nancy Grace. That's totally true. <laughs> Drives me nuts. She doesn't go as hard as Nancy, though, man. Nancy goes hard. Like, 
Yeah. Especially at her guests. Like at least Ashley Banfield has respect for her guests for the most part and lets them talk. Stingrays are are like 150k. And it, it's not just simply the stingray box that you can grab. You, you need an antenna to <laughs> run it and like a uh the the stingrays that are that people theorize the government has here i'll find one hang on it's you know it's kind of funny do you think that you know the people who run these kinds of technology to spy on people are laughing at us talking about stingrays when they're like <laughs> we don't even need that piece of junk anymore oh for sure Absolutely. Dummies talking about stingrays. That was a decade ago. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Get smarter. <laughs> yeah. It says the you surveillance. You can't know what you don't know. The surveillance you know? equipment is pricey and often sold as a package. For example, in documents obtained by Motherboard in 2016, Harris offered a Kingfish package that cost $157,000, $157,300, and a Stingray package that cost $148,000, uh, not including the training and maintenance. But I think what you're talking about, communication administrator, is uh, nice name. The uh, <laughs> the the interrupters that you can make at home because i i can make a stingray that doesn't do the same thing that a stingray does but will interrupt everyone's service for like 50 bucks mikey always coming out hot gifted yeah. membership all right thank you mikey um, so I actually found there is um, an extension that you can use to draw on screen in StreamYard. Oh, really? Yeah, which is pretty cool. I, there's been several times I wish I could draw on screen or like circle an area mm -hmm. so we can do it. Yeah. We just got to download it. Yeah, for sure. The surveillance equipment is pricey and often sold as a package. What is this? What is this? It's just the cost of the stingrays from what? Like, the reason why it's important is people have this idea of what stingrays do. Um, and in order to have uh, a piece of equipment that does that, um, it, this is what it costs. Now, there, there's smaller ones that do very similar things. Uh, similar, but not the total package. They can't connect every device within a tower range and give you the IMEI, the uh, the the SIM card number. Like you're not going to get all that information. Hmm. Interesting. Just because Nancy Grace's hair can stop an iceberg doesn't mean the Titanic was unsinkable. <laughs> Super funny. 
There's some really funny meme um, social medias out there, like different accounts that are all about Nancy Grace. They're super funny. I think they've I think they've already got all that information, administrator. I really do. So I found out they also they'll put attach a stingray to a plane and just fly it over places. Who said that? It was I don't know. I don't remember. It was on that, the internet somewhere. That's not true. They don't they don't need to do that. Really? No. The, there's so many other places to get more thorough information. Like why attach it to a plane? I don't know. That was on um some kind of website though. I'll ha I'll look for it again and I'll show it to you. Is that just ridiculous? I mean, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. I think you can get more thorough information from anywhere. You know, every single phone that gets shipped to us is shipped to us through uh, boats, okay? Um, and on those phones, there are lists of every detail of that phone. They are not covered. They're wide open, and they're on the outside of every box. If for whatever reason our government wanted every serial number and and uh and IMEI number all they got to do is track those boxes that come into the US but wait they already are you know mm -hmm. there's no reason to do it okay interesting yeah look I just found he just Jeff just found a headline. California police use stingrays and planes to spy on phones from Wired. Yeah, they're, they're probably just trying to create issues, though, because stingrays don't spy on personal information. What it does is a stingray gathers your IMEI and your SIM card number. Uh, which then gives police the ability to know who was there when and then they can reach out to the phone company and get more information hmm. but it doesn't give text messages it doesn't give call history it doesn't give like any of that data that's called spying yeah it is i mean i i guess it's it's already been out there though it's already been out there. Like, it's not private information that is a conversation that's being created while you're talking to somebody. It's just... Yeah, it's, but they're locating you. It's the same serial. It's like your... It's like your VIN number on your car. Look, it's everywhere. That's all the information is they're going to get off your phone with a, a, a Stingray. It's just the VIN number for your phone. That's it. I guess. What they do after that is the scary part. Yeah, that information lets them do that. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's easy to make these leaps, you know, but, like, my issue is... Might like emails and, and calls and that stuff, that stuff that you're creating yourself that is like personally created conversation, information, yeah. phone call, things like that. I don't really care about my like IMEI number, whatever, you know? Yeah, I understand. I don't really want people spying on where I am, but that's just me, I guess. 
Um, so was that your last point? Are we going to talk about that real quick? Just the general chaos yeah, in this case. I mean, we can get into it a little bit since we're at the end here. Yeah, I just want to ask the question, what does everyone think the, like, what was the catalyst? What was the, or, like, original moment or thing that created what this case is now that sent red flags up that created a lot of public interest like what is the thing yeah uh it it so to be clear it doesn't what they're talking about jeff when they say unique id is the imei uh, which is the, the phone's VIN number, which would be to like the same thing as a car. Um, and location, it's not pulling location data from the phone. If you connect to the sing Stingray, that is the location verification. But there's no there's no information coming off of your phone. All all Stingrays do, you guys, is when it activates it, when they flip that switch, okay, they use them at like big events or if they think there could be riots or anything like that what they'll do is they'll switch it on but it can't stay on because the second they switch it on all the devices that are using the cell phone towers in the area connect to the stingray the stingray overrides all of the towers okay it has a a stronger stronger signal and pulls everything into it when it does that it creates a list of all the IMEIs of the devices that connect to that that stingray and that gives them the list it doesn't have your name it's just the 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 IMEI number and the uh sim card number uh but that once they find out who's the owner of that then they can verify hey this person was here or but that wouldn't really hold up in court because without them actually seeing you there, that's not verification. Any good lawyer would say, you verified his phone was there, not him. Um, Great no. job. No, you're thinking of something else, CH. The stingrays can't do that. Uh, you're you're thinking of um, I forget what it's called. Stingrays used to install Pegasus. That's all. What yeah. does that mean? Not not stingrays. Stingrays have very have one single function, and that's why I think stingrays outdated. You guys, I think it's old stuff. I think it's old stuff. I think the new thing to worry about is uh, application data. We do everything on our phones, and now there are ways to connect to our background applications in our phones that give them everything. Like, Stingray sounds scary and all, but what's even more scary is... Uh, a law enforcement that can access all of your phone records, everything, your text messages, your phone calls, how long you've been on this app, how long you've been on that app, all of your photos, all of your locations that you've been for, for as long as you've had that phone. Um, what else? Internet searches. Um, what videos you've watched online. 
what what websites have downloaded cookies onto your phone? Um, everything, everything. So for me, like stingrays don't do. I'm not scared of stingrays at all, not at all. And I would consider myself a wireless expert. I I've met very few people that know as much about wireless as as I do just because the unique position I was in at the company I was in um so uh, the application data is really what's scary you guys that's it's essentially spyware mike you're right um see it said that was from google that it does all of that yeah i i don't doubt it i don't doubt it i i I think people put all this stuff out there because they're scared, you know, but when stingrays were important, we didn't know about them. Stingrays can't control devices. They're, they're a receiving device only. Well, info is from the intercept, how cops can secretly track your phone. Hmm. I would just check who wrote that article. Yeah. Pegasus is spyware. Yeah. Yeah, I think you guys, I, I think I agree that the two survivors and the eight-hour time gap, what, I mean, first of all, the original crime was horrible, you know? Yeah. Um, so obviously that's going to spark some public interest, but then finding out there was an eight-hour time gap in roommates. Um, that survived, yeah, that's that sent up a ton of red flags. You could see the reporters in the room being like, wait, what did you just say? So you just said that this guy killed four roommates, but we're not in danger, for one, that there's no public threat, and that there was an eight-hour time gap, but two survivors who didn't call 911. Like that, you could literally tell the reporters, like, what is going I, on here? <laughs> like, it, it didn't make sense to him. I agree. It didn't make sense at all. And it doesn't make sense to me. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I look, I'm not willing to jump on the two survivors, you guys. And I, it, people out there even get offended when you call them survivors. But let's be real here it, a name means nothing. Okay. Um, either someone was part of this or they weren't. Um, and the only way you would knew that know that is by doing thorough law enforcement and investigative work and research and um, interrogation work. It doesn't have to be a hardcore interrogation, but at least enough to understand exactly what was going on and how it was going on there. It's interesting to know that they hung the entire grand jury on the eyewitness statement of the one of the surviving roommates. It's kind of strange. Yeah. When you once you understand like how just how unreliable an eyewitness statement is, I I'm surprised, but maybe they were hoping that locals did don't know that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only thing that I could think of. Maybe they think that locals don't know that. Yeah. I you know she Dylan claimed she heard them talking. 
isn't it really strange that she claims she heard them talking but didn't hear the actual crime? The fact that she can hear crying, somebody saying it's okay, I'm here to help you. The fact that she thinks she heard Kaylee upstairs saying somebody's here, which you would think she would be whispering that, not yelling it. Um, yeah, it's weird that she didn't hear the actual crime since it sounds like Kaylee fought back. Yeah. And it also sounds like Xana fought back and was literally found on the floor because here, here's one thing character analysis uh, responded in her last video about the DNA and, um, you know, the splatter and stuff yeah. is that they were all sleeping. So, um, you know, your heart isn't beating as fast. So arterial spray won't go as far. Um, and she used an example from another case where somebody was asleep and got stabbed by their son. Uh, but in this case. There are defensive wounds and victims found on the floor. Um, so clearly there was some kind of tussle. There was some kind of fight. There, You know what I mean? It sounds like Kaylee went out fighting. It sounds like Xana well, went out not fighting. Only that, though, and I think people assume that the crime itself isn't loud. And that's just not true. If anybody that has any experience being in a fight against a weapon knows that when that weapon hits a body it's pretty loud you hear it have you guys ever heard someone fall and they hit their head on the ground like it's loud you can hear that to think that you wouldn't hear that hitting is crazy you would hear that anywhere that's a good point not to mention what happens you have somebody with an elevated um adrenaline level who is quickly advancing on people uh that they're not going to be a ninja tiptoeing through a house you know what i mean and then you're hearing like we heard that it there were parts of the body that were not recognizable anymore that is so loud exactly amanda the next door camera on a different house heard the crime but dylan didn't yeah she only heard like these little random things that aren't the actual crime yeah like it's really strange every every time that hit the body if you were in that house there was a noise and it was loud enough to hear so i i don't it it's shocking i i would feel so much better if she was like Yo, I went to a party and I was so drunk that I didn't hear anything. Got it. College kid, completely understandable. I feel really sorry for you. That really sucks you had to go through that. Um, I couldn't imagine it, but I wouldn't expect anything less. And it was all wood floors. That's a really good point, Tennessee. I wouldn't expect anything less. I, You know what I mean? I wouldn't expect anything less. But this is what I'm worried about. Let's say Koberger's guilty. And we're not getting the honest truth because the police are trying to strengthen their case here. Right? But the details aren't honest. The defense now has a way to exploit those dishonest pieces to potentially get someone off that shouldn't be.
that's scary. And it, it he might be innocent. And then you have the police who have been working a case backwards and might not have the person that did this crime at all. Both of those outcomes are, are terrifying. Both of those outcomes create a danger to our society and country and state there. Yeah, that's it. So what do you think? So with the with Dylan being spared, a lot, there's obviously that debate about how um, he did he just get exhausted? Do you think after the four that with no a fifth, he would be no. exhausted? The only thing I could come up with for it to make sense is that he got hurt. He didn't see her. He oh. didn't see her or her whole statement is fake to strengthen the investigation. Hmm. Those are the only options I see. Yeah. That's it. Those are the only options. I don't think exhaustion is even a realistic possibility. I do not. Don't you in any way. Don't you think it's odd that most of the victims, I think it's like isn't it both Maddie and Kaylee were cremated? And Zana, I think they were all cremated pretty quickly. And wasn't Ethan the only one to have a second autopsy done and then buried? Because with a crime, I feel like like this, I wouldn't want to cremate. I would want to bury because what if we don't got the right guy, dude? I want to be able to go back and exhume and get evidence. You know what I mean? I just hope they did their due diligence, man. Because look, there's only so many things you can do to a body, okay? A body is deteriorating. So, Oh, they still um, exhume and go back and look over stuff? No, I, I understand that. I understand that you can go back and look at the damage that's on bones. And there is even evidence within that. Like, I, I understand it. But uh, there comes a point, though, when you're doing an investigation that you have so much evidence that they feel comfortable letting that go. Yes, I, I think that um, it is strange. It is strange, 100%. I just hope they had, like, the weapons expert. I'm calling these things wrong names, you guys. I don't know what they're called. But the person that can identify a wound to a specific weapon, I hope they did that. I hope that they had their whole list and line of experts come in to get every bit of information and uh total investigation done on these victims as possible that's the only thing i can hope for before yeah. that happened if it was my kid i would have totally gotten a second autopsy done the way the chapins did because i i think that's like why else did ethan get a second autopsy done like probably because the family got another one done yeah probably Probably. I, I agree with you. I And I'm not anti-police. I'm pro-police. I am all for police. And I back our police. That doesn't mean that I don't verify them and hold them accountable, though. Um, it's the same thing I would mm. expect anyone to treat me that way, is I would never be offended by somebody saying, ah, I'm just going to verify that, Brendan. You know, I'm just I, cool. let by all means, please verify it and, and let me know once you're comfortable or once you know, right? So if a police officer is doing something with a child of mine in that way, 
uh, I absolutely would verify their information 100%. And it's nothing personal. It doesn't mean I'm anti-police. It means that I trust but verify everybody. Everybody. Yeah, always verify for sure. Like, always. Yeah. Um, definitely. But, um, yeah. I know the families get to choose what they do with the bodies. I understand that. Once they're released, they get to choose. Um, and I'm not putting anything off on the families by making that choice of cremation. It's just, I don't think it's the choice I would make um, if it was an unsolved case. I agree. I would at least have a second autopsy done before I made that choice. Just to literally have all bases covered. Like yeah. a second opinion, just like you would get from a doctor. It's interesting how much faith these people had in the law enforcement, though. It's interesting. But, you know, hindsight's also twenty twenty. so. It is. It is. All of the families are have are they're all warriors, man. They're all strong. They've they've all been they've all been very strong in this. I think that, you know, they're gonna have their moments, of course. Yeah. Um, and some are more loud than others, but you know, they're doing okay. And and with the general chaos of this case, this is something that um that I, I had on the list is uh, you, you got to be careful. One of the things that we started off this, the true crime talk show tonight about is the, uh, is the possibility of all these 4chan postings coming out and, and being able to validate them and verify them. And the fact that you weren't here yet, the fact that I said, um, don't accept, any 4chan post without being able to see the uh the posting number then it has the time and then it has the date and it normally has an anonymous login id number so always verify those four things if those four things aren't on there then i would not believe them ever period point blank never uh, I've seen like 10 or 15 different 4chan postings come out all across the internet. And I'm not, I'm not, this is not shots fired at any creator, none of them. Um, I just wouldn't believe anything without it being able to be verified because once it's posted on 4chan, you can, you can get to it. It's there. It is absolutely there. Um, and, and here's the thing too, you know how easy it would be for me to hop on 4chan, create a crazy post. Okay. And say, um, Hey, my name is Dylan and, uh, I just can't hold this information in anymore. I was told to do this by police. You know what I mean? Like you could create a storm online and if I just took a picture of that and didn't have the date, the time, didn't have uh, the the ID number or anything like that, um, it, it could cause a major storm. There's also information on there showing that uh, that talking directly about the 4chan posts. And it said something along the lines of 
having some sort of connection to the person that posted that saying that the person that posted it is the actual criminal and that they're trying to point the finger to somebody else and they're not verifiable. You know what I mean? I, it doesn't show anything on there and, uh, just be careful with that. And that that's some of that chaos that is it productive or is it not? I, I almost always go towards not productive because it the more chaos that's in a case around the information, around the opinions, around uh, you know, whether you're one-sided or the other sided, and and for whatever reason, this case has made people feel like they need to commit whether they think he's innocent and guilt or guilty. That creates such a toxic environment and and causes people to get less and less and less objective and they become more and more and more subjective because now their own ego is getting questioned and and it's just a constant bombardment of of having their own opinions questioned and being told they're wrong a lot of people can't deal with that very well it, it it's emotional you know that you have buy-in of why you feel like these things are important and it, it becomes more and more and more hard to see things clearly yeah for sure i agree with you completely um i think if you're gonna share a 4chan post you should definitely include the id number i would include everything everything bro, because i want to know if if some i can hop on 4chan and search the post number and get the date and everything but not everyone can you right. know mm -hmm. not everyone can uh do you know which one is tara's account on here cuz i remember you saying she tagged us in something the other day um i don't uh, can you just type your at, Tara? Please. But what are what are the other chaos pros and cons? I, I'm sitting here trying to think of pros. I guess a pro to it is that the world loves drama and gossip, and it is bringing continued attention onto this topic which in my opinion could help change the way that our police are being managed and the oversight around them. Yeah. I think yeah, I and with IGG. Yeah. Like you know, setting some precedents, maybe making some laws ab yeah. about it. Yeah. My my inherent response is to be like, well, there's nothing good about all this chaos, but there can be some things good. I think it depends on how you look at it. I think it depends on what we take this information that's coming out of this case from and, and using it for. You know, yeah. are we going to use this to create real change? And And one of the reasons why we just did two topics on new investigative technology is because. You know, we we were talking about it the other day, and we don't want to be those people that are just judging and badgering. And every single episode we put out is us saying, 
the police are bad. The police are doing this. The police are doing that. The police are this. When, okay, let's see if we can actually give some productive uh, suggestions instead of just saying everyone's doing everything wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and And we're trying to do that. Uh, for everyone who is curious about Tara's post, I just reposted it uh, on our Thought Riot Instagram at Thought Riot Pod. Um, just so you know. Yeah, but yeah. I you think should this... have posted our Twitter because tw- our Twitter is the one that has the like one of the least amount of traction because all of our social media is forward slash Thought Riot Podcast. But Twitter is forward slash Thought Riot Pod. So come join the fun on Twitter and all of our other social media. Yep. You're right. I should have. But Yeah. But can you think of anything else? Um, I mean, I think that was a great point. Uh, that's the only really pro I can think of it. Um, well, I know public attention, pu- you know, public interest in a case does also bring um, funds to the case. It brings invest, you know, people who investment, you know, by everyone involved um, to really, you know, get it solved, put as much work into it as they can, which always helps a case, even if the police end up, you know, getting mad about Internet sleuths. It still helps their case in the end, most of the time. Yeah, we appreciate that, Kimmy. This is why I thought Riot stands out from the rest. Look at how the community respectfully engages with one another with differing opinions. Absolutely. And that is an ode to you guys for being able to do it with us. You know, Um, it's not always easy. It's hard to keep. It's hard to stay objective sometimes. I think it's hard for anybody at different times, but um we get a lot further in the thought process when we're able to do that in my opinion yes and thank you for that super chat kimmy yes thank you we appreciate you definitely definitely Um, i was trying to go hard it there (laughs) finally what you can heart them in the chat like yeah so it stays so I was just trying to do it. Um, and I did CH say they're trying to standardize IgG. I think that's okay as long as, yep. like, if they standardize it, that means more regulations. And I would assume that means allowing the actual information in court, like, of how they got from point A to point B. So if if they include all of that information and make it all discoverable and there are certain standards set around how they can use IgG that are actually laws or, you know, like if you go outside of this, there's an issue, um, you know, if that happens, then I'm okay with it being standardized because it has been solving, uh, you know, cold cases and stuff. And, you know, identifying Jane Doe's and, you know, um, victims that have gone unknown for so long. Like, there's a lot of good things that have come out of IgG, Um, you know, so. Yeah, I think there is a lot of good things that come out of IgG, but it goes back to 
the transparency and oversight things yep. um, on everything, you guys. So yep. if, if I could ask for one, one thing to change, okay, and for people that are watching that are blue blood, die hard for the police, uh, you know, you might get offended just because the argument uh, on the other side. But I personally do not believe in uh, police privacy. I think that uh, I think that a police officer is given a position and that position is not inherent to the officer, but that position is owned by the public. It is owned by the people and the person is just filling the seat as long as they're holding that badge. I do not think they deserve uh, privacy. I think they should be wearing cameras anytime they interact with a person of the public for tickets, for arrests, for interviews, for interrogations. It should be 100% camera on at all times, period. Uh, that is real oversight. That is real accountability. And that is a position that is owned by the general public. You know, I think that when you're a police officer, it's so easy to let your ego get bigger than the position is because a, a police officer has so much power, you guys. So much. It's easy for us to look at a police officer and, and mentally minimize their position, but I can't think of another position. They are legally allowed to stalk people. They are legally allowed to detain people. They are legally allowed. You know what I mean? Like all these things, if done by a normal person, would get them thrown in jail, would get them sued and have uh, whatever that's called, the... I'm drawing ADHD brain. I'm drawing a blank where you have to stay away from somebody. <laughs> oh, protective order. Yeah. The, anybody else would get protective order, but they're allowed to legally do these things because they are there to protect us. And we are giving them the respect of that position. And it is a huge, huge, huge deal with an overabundance amount of power. So, we deserve to expect body cameras 100% of the time. And it would be great to see the court system get to a point where it's not evidence unless it's caught on a body cam. You know I, what I mean? I agree with you completely. I, I don't think that cops deserve privacy when they're on duty. If yeah, you on are, duty. If you are on duty, I think you should be monitored with a body cam at all times or yeah. or a dash cam if i mean if if your dash cam is on um and you're in the car then i guess it doesn't matter but even then if you have a suspect in the back i think your body cam should be on so yeah um but thank you kimmy for the super chat and oh yeah I, I, Authorm is the future in a lot of ways that's for sure yeah i agree with you yep Transparency and regulations. And yeah, dude, fast food employees are totally monitored the entire time. Think uh, of a, yeah. a bank teller. Like there's so many jobs where you got a camera on you 24-7. You are never out of range. Didn't you say that there's some cameras and some businesses that are like heat sensors too? I mean, 
Wait, heat sensors. Something like that where they can there's something that isn't a camera, but it can tell where a body is in the store at all times. I mean, that's just like security systems. And those have been around for when I was doing crime, so a long time. Okay, I'm asking what they are. They just can tell when there's movement in the area. Okay. And they can tell a change in temperature and they can tell a uh whether it's a an animal or a person. Um and you know there's ways around that like acting like an animal, you know. Oh man, I'm glad the police are are nice to your son when he calls 911, Kimmy. Oh yeah, that's incredible. That's that's great that they that understand. Is. That is. I I also think that if law enforcement had a hundred percent body cams, I think their ego would stay in check. I just have a feeling because that yeah. ego gets built over time. It gets oh, bigger yeah. and bigger You're and right. bigger and bigger. And with a hundred percent of the time cameras. I don't think we would see that grow in that way. Yep. I really don't. Yep. But that is the show tonight, everybody. Make sure that for those of you that weren't here in the beginning, uh, join this Reddit. This Reddit is incredible. And, uh, they are the highlight of tonight's show. So the subreddit is r Brian Koberger Moscow. And uh, just watch the beginning of the stream if you're curious what I'm talking about. I go into in depth about the other Idaho 4 1. Um, but uh, if you're on Reddit, join this and also join our Reddit, Thought Riot Podcast. Um, we are on all the podcast platforms. Uh, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google. We have Thought Riot, the True Crime and Criminal Culture podcast. And we also have the True Crime Talk Show, which is what you're on right now. So everyone wave and say hello. But yes, uh, I we've seen a ton of body cam footage. I agree. A lack of accountability is a major issue. That even stuff that gets found out on body cams, it's not acted on always. And that's that's a problem, too. That is a problem, too. I agree 100%. But uh, I think just the fact that we have body cams 100% of the time would go a long way because we see body cams manipulated. And being obstructed, like yes. in the Tyree Nichols case. Yes. Yeah. And, and other, uh, other cases. Yep. They learned that there's uh, it records 30 seconds before they press the button. Um, so then they just press the button and wait 30 seconds and then do their dirt. You know what I mean? It, it, there's still ways around it where 100 percent coverage would keep them in line. Then it would only be a very specific type of person that would go out of their way to uh, commit these crimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Copaca body cam. Yeah. But yeah, agree. But, agree. Um, I'm glad you got that refund, Kimmy. That's good. Yeah, I think we've had that happen three or four times we now. Have. And the refund has came every time and really quick. Um, just let you guys know, we do have a Patreon. It is patreon.com forward slash thought right podcast, which I just posted in the chat. 
And we do have a uh, free membership. And you just get alerts so that you don't have to depend on YouTube. So if you want to make sure you know when the next videos are coming out, when the next premieres are coming out, when the next true crime talk show is coming out, hop on there and do that free membership. And we posted on there. We also posted the Discord earlier. Oh, I didn't mean to post that. Or select that. I was going to say, you didn't post anything. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mean to select that and now it's not closing great you just right click it and then hit force quit okay cool oh thank you anonymous man for the ten dollar super sticker yes we appreciate that that is awesome <laughs> these super stickers are so silly But yes, thank you so much. Anonymous man is he's an he's a ballin' anonymous man. He okay? is. <laughs> and it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. We appreciate that. So there is the Discord invite again, everybody. And tomorrow we should be dropping the E N M video. So yeah. Okay. Stay tuned. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It's about um interesting things. Yeah. You'll see. No, it'll be a good video. It's just one of the topics that we're covering to try and be proactive around some of this stuff. And I found it super interesting. I hope you guys found it super interesting. And uh, make sure you hop on and leave those comments and likes. Those are really big deal to help get us known and spread the word around us. Um, and uh, if you get a chance to hop on Spotify, Google, Apple, uh, Amazon, that it, that's really our biggest area, the most amount of views and people seen. Give us a comment, give us a rating. And, uh, you know, that goes to every other podcast platform. So we're on about 15 or 20 of them or more, 15 or 20 in the U.S., more um globally but all right everybody we appreciate all of you yeah. every single one thanks for being here uh all of you stay safe have a wonderful night and we will see you tomorrow 9 p.m yes central hot dog be there uh, no hot dogs